Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Well, as I said, unemployment rate is one indication of an increase of frustration in America's families because they'll be saying, hip hip hooray, unemployment is down. What does that mean to me? This economy is going pretty well. I feel like the bottom has to fall out. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. So please bring on the recession. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. You are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake news. I agree with that. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We had uh, planned and I had teased that Freedom Tunes would be back on the show tonight, but uh, he has some scheduling complications. So we'll see if we can get him back in the coming weeks. Sorry if you were looking forward to that interview, uh, but we will They're see. They're still holding can... out for the Tommy Robinson interview. <laughs> yeah, we got to work our sources pretty hard for that. Trying to get into the jail. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see if we can get Freedom Tunes back sometime soon. Uh, but the news stops for nobody. So tonight we are talking the swatting of David Hogg, a real whodunit. But Tim Poole <laughs> thinks he has the answer, at least uh, an interview he believes to be credible with the guys who did it. Why does your camera look slightly out of focus? I don't know if you have it on. No, no you don't need to move it. It just looks like fuzzy or something. Like it's I don't know, focused man. Okay. All right, just, just leave it there, I guess. <laughs> Um, Trump, uh, President Trump keeps on keeping on. He's set to meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore this week. I believe starting tomorrow, right? So it's Tuesday Singapore time, but tomorrow for us. Uh, we already discussed last week the great jobs numbers that, that came out. I haven't looked deeply into it, but I know he's ruffling feathers at the G7 this weekend or, or this yeah. week. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of apparently high school drama between world leaders. Uh, but the Democrats stay persistent on their path to lose spectacularly in the 2018 <laughs> midterms and beyond. Plenty of examples yeah. tonight, including, as you heard in the intro there, Bill Maher hoping the economy tanks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we can get rid of Trump. Plus, I fear you might have already seen this, maybe, but it's a surprise cringe in that theme that will melt your face off. It was making I don't know. This I week. haven't been on the internet a lot this week. So. Good. This one's a good one. I'll tease it. Uh, I'll say it's in the it's in the theme of political ads, and we've seen some real cringers before, but this one's right up there. Uh, plus, a classic case of hoax hate. Believe it or not, a Houston teen was not, in fact, abducted by white supremacists with "I hate black people" tattoos. No, I was as shocked as anyone that that did not, in fact, happen. Who could have predicted it? We should have covered it on the show a few weeks back. I know people emailed it to me, and uh, this story is only a few weeks old. 
Yeah, it's from mid-May when the claims were made. Ah, Yeah, but now the police are out with their definitive finding after investigation that this did not happen. Mm. Hmm. Another police scandal this week. Uh, Officers in Mesa, Arizona are on leave after beating an unarmed man in a case of, at least to me, what looks pretty bad for the police. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. Really weird case here. So we'll take a look at all the footage you need to see. Uh, plus, there are no more swimsuits or evening gowns or apparently any beauty judgment of any kind in the Miss America pageant going forward. And we have a whole host of drag and transgender issues, including <sighs> biological males setting records at Connecticut High School Girls Track and Field State Championship. Events. I thought it was two. Yes, there are two, but only one was the record setter. But still, in, in one particular yeah. event... First and second place. Yeah, they stomped the girls, and then one of the girls, she was pretty hot, like walked away looking real pissed. Yeah, and justifiably so. We'll yeah. talk about that. It, it, this is It's amazing how we've gone from, like you think about Title IX and the effort to give girls and women equal opportunity in educational settings and how that's been twisted now to deny them opportunity, huh. which, is what, which is what we're watching. It's, no one could it's have so seen bizarre. that one coming. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, we'll take Super Chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy. But we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at Gmail. Dot com. Remember, you can take the show on the go if you'd like in the audio formats. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you, wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. A few uh, personal stories up top. Uh, it's, it's spring allergy season for me. So as I, as I was saying before the show, the only medicine that seems to work for me is Benadryl. But it puts me to sleep. So a couple hours ago, it put me out for about an hour. And now I feel okay. But... The Benadryl plus the Coors Light is the uh, the lesbian cliff diver cocktail, if, if you remember from a few oh, weeks no. ago or from a month ago. Same thing those those lesbians took when they were driving off that California cliff is yeah. what I'm currently But on. to be fair, they so, only gave their kids doses of Benadryl. Okay. Too soon, too soon. All right. So if I seem a little loopy or tired, that's why. I'm also really tired and not feeling great. So let's just get to the show tonight. Hopefully it's a good show. But I want to hear a couple of your stories. So Monday was Owen Benjamin in Seattle. Yeah. Um, I had oh, a great time. He was really funny. What? I, was, I forgot to cue up the photo, dang it, because I wanted to show the photo of how Oh, how tall, tall he is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, he's he really is six foot eight. I'm five foot six, and I was wearing five-inch wedges. And then in the photo, he still just towers over me. It was yeah. crazy. Is that on your Gab? Is that posted anywhere so people it's can on, check it out? It's on Gab. Yeah, I posted okay. it on Gab. Um, he was super friendly and he's moving to Washington. So he's like, if you want to hang out and meet my family. So that'd be really cool if we if we met up and hung out. He was super funny. Um, my sister and I went. We had a great time. Yeah. And apparently a lot of listeners of the show. Yes. And I, oh, I, I, yeah, I forgot to mention there were so many people that came up to me and they're like, oh, you do that podcast with Matt Christensen. I'm like, yes, I also have my own channel. I am blonde in the belly of the beast. They're like, yeah, but, but the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was well, actually a lot more fans of the podcast than my channel. So that was really cool to get people to come up and talk to me about that. So cool. Really wild. Well, I hope everyone had a fun time. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, please become friends with Owen because I would like to be friends with Owen. Yeah, So <laughs> me too. You know, we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. Uh, then, then yesterday, 
was this yesterday or was it the day before? I forget. But you're telling it me about this, this mud hole trap, basically, that you fell oh, into. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I was in a your Jiffy third Lube. world city. I know. I know. Yeah. I went to Jiffy Lube to get my oil changed. And I'm like, la, 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 la. And I open my driver's side door and step out with my left foot. And then suddenly I'm laying on the ground, soaking wet, covered in mud from the waist down. And my leg has disappeared into the earth. And I'm so confused. Then like people are rushing over to help me and stuff. And I like claw myself out of this hole. And I realize that there's like a six inch hole that was had no bottom. It was like three or four feet deep. My foot didn't even touch the bottom. Just hmm. filled with filthy street water. I'm surprised you didn't get injured. That, that... I, mean, I have a giant gash on my leg. So I went into the Jiffy Lube. And they're all like laughing their asses off at me. I'm like, what the fuck was that about you guys? And they're like, well... Yeah. The city pulled out a bench and they didn't fill up this hole. And we looked at it. We didn't think it was big and we thought it was too small for anybody's foot to fit into. But you have little feet. That that seems to be what happened. If it's that tight, I mean, your foot could get caught in there. You could break an ankle if it twists weird. My or entire something like leg that. up to the hip disappeared beneath the earth into. Weird. I, I couldn't even believe what was happening. Like I was yeah. so confused for a second. But yeah, I've got this like. You're just lucky there weren't any um, used syringes down in there to I poke know. you or something. Or that I didn't lose my engagement ring or something. Yeah. Like when I, I like it was all turned around and everything, and like I'm all covered in mud. I, I couldn't even believe that that happened. I was like, this is some third world shit. You got to keep that, that mic still, by the way. Sorry, isn't that I'm wild? That I've never around. seen anything like that in the city before. I've never heard of such a thing. That's why when you put it in the Skype chat, I just responded, I think, what question? I know. <laughs> like, I didn't even understand. Yeah. At first, I thought you were saying you blacked out because you're like, I just I just appeared on the ground or I just woke up no, on the I ground. Was just, I was just so confused because yeah. I, suddenly I was getting out of my car and then suddenly I'm laying on the ground. Hmm. Like, how did this happen? I hate the city so much. Well, sue them and get rich and leave. Yeah, really. I broke a <laughs> nail. God. Yeah. All right, let's check out uh, let's check out some artwork before we move into um, some of the stories here. Got a couple from uh, store items from Travis Valle. So these apparently it's Blonde's Disease Awareness Month in addition to Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Blonde uh, Blonde's Disease Awareness Month shirts or product offerings include T-shirts that say um, "Put in a baby and she won't be crazy." <laughs> Raise Blonde's Disease Awareness. True story. Do the dirty before you're thirty. <laughs> Uh, and I like, I'm, oh man, I can't read the, the Kathy Griffin one. It's Why? too small. I, oh. it's not that I, no, I like physically can't, I, I can't see the text. Too edgy. No. What does it say? It's like too small for me to read it right now. I don't know. I'm so blind. Um, it says, don't be another victim. Help us right. blondes. Yeah. And yeah. it's got Kathy Griffin, Chelsea Handler and Rose McGowan on it. Right. Okay. <gasps> Thank That's you, Travis. Travis also sent us an alternate reality in which you are suffering from terminal blondes disease. Does he Happy know that 30th? I'm actually 30? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. I don't or know. And then you look just like Jeff Holiday in this picture. <laughs> I guess kind of. And then I'm, uh, yeah, I, this is me as incel Jesus. Uh, perhaps on the Lego. I like the Lego and the artwork yeah. on the bottom. That's a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, you might recall art from Tom previously where Ben and Ben Shapiro and I were on the cover of out magazine together. He put together this image of me tweeting late at night, agreeing with Roseanne on a bender of Coors light and Flintstones vitamins. I don't know how he knew that I like Flintstones vitamins so much. That's actually true. You Fact must, check you must true. Have, mentioned it. have I before? It's, I don't, I don't actually eat Flintstones chewable vitamins for kids, but they are really good. It seems really consistent with your personality. They're delicious. I don't care what anyone says. So whether you whether I said it at one point or you read my mind telepathically, uh, 
props to Tom, but that's not the only piece of art that he has. This is one that's um, that's ripping you a little bit because you're ripping Ben Shapiro and I watching football and playing video games, calling us losers. Five minutes later, you're watching Star Trek send his brown Klingon ass back to, to where he came from <laughs> with a catapult. And look at oh the... Oh my God, Caesar. Yeah, Caesar with the... What are those... What 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 race has those ears? He's got little Vulcan ears. I love uh, this. How did yeah. I not see this? That is so funny. Yeah. So thank and you, Tom. True. And, and then I was... And then I was sent the, yeah, I was sent this by the median. Turns out Coors Light is a very racist beer. The Coors Light silver bullets all joined together and, and, and lynched this, this other competitor beer. I don't know what it is. Hopefully a Bud Light. How is our show still on the air? (laughs) Anyway, thanks, thanks to all of our, um, our arts contributors. Remember if you have, uh, art or things for us to look at, send it to uh, beauty and the beta at gmail dot Tom, thanks, guys. Uh, I have some bad news. Uh-oh. Bad news. Remember, was it last week, two weeks ago? When was I talking about Montana Senate candidate Russ Fagg? Every week. The, Every most, week. the most unfortunately named Senate candidate in the history of the country. I was hoping would become the most unfortunately named senator in the history of the country. Well, it didn't quite work out although he he was close but uh state auditor matt rosendale wins the the, uh, gop nomination to face uh incumbent democrat senator john tester in montana's senate race in the fall russ fag came in a close second so there will be no fag debates there will be no senator fag at least for now uh i might not even get to vote fag ever it's all you've ever wanted but at least i got the one experience uh out of the deal and here is just a brief um a few brief words from candidate fag on his uh on his campaign so you should be proud of yourself so is there anything that you want to say to all of the supporters who've been following you from day one well first of all i want to say congratulations to matt he ran a good race i just called him and congratulated him and uh, told him i'd uh, be with him in this uh, november race and I just want to tell my supporters, I am so grateful. I am overwhelmed by the support I've received. And I, re- I mean, grateful is the word. I feel really good about things. I think it was an excellent race. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Met some great people. And at the end of the day, I'm glad I jumped into it. So, all the best to Russ Fag. hopefully. Yeah, he's lucky he doesn't have a weak chin. That's right. He might go far. Yeah. He might go far with a facial profile like that. Yep. It's not the last we've heard from Fag. You can't Despite help yourself, the, can you? Nice. I got to get them all out. Another uh, returning item from last week, because of course last week we discussed the whole Samantha B controversy and her calling Ivanka a feckless cunt for having the audacity to post an image of her son and her on Twitter. So yeah. that was on Wednesday of, of last week, or I guess a week and a half ago, because Sam B's show is weekly on Wednesday nights, apparently, which is news to me because I don't <laughs> watch it. I thought it was daily, but I guess it's once a week on Wednesday nights. Yeah. You think she could do a daily show? I don't know. Anyway, this uh, this Wednesday was her return, and she opened her show by apologizing on camera and by voice for what she had said the previous week that generated all the controversy. This is what she had to say. You know, a lot of people were offended and angry that I used an epithet to describe the president's daughter and advisor last week. It is a word I have used on the show many times, hoping to reclaim it. This time... I used it as an insult. I crossed the line, I regret it, and I do apologize for that. Many men were also offended by my use of the word. 
I do not care about that. <laughs> I, I, know. I hate that this distracted from more important issues. I hate that I did something to contribute to the nightmare of 24-hour news cycles that we're all white-knuckling through. I should have known that a potty-mouthed insult would be inherently more interesting to them than juvenile immigration policy. I would do anything to help those kids. I hate that this distracted uh, from them, so to them, my I'm virtue. also sorry. And look, if you are worried about the death of civility, don't sweat it. I'm really sorry that I said that word, but you know what? Civility is just nice words. Maybe we should all worry a little bit more about the niceness of our actions. Okay, thanks for listening. What a non-apology. Did she accept any responsibility? That, that's like saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. That yeah, you kinda. feel that way. She didn't apologize for shit. Yeah, uh, she definitely deflected a lot of responsibility. And again, this is coming from someone, I don't care if she says cunt. I, I mostly just care about the double standard that we uh, that we go through. But um, I don't I don't care about men. I get it's a joke, but I suspect Sam B would be outraged if somebody else stood up there and said, some women were mad at me. I don't care because they're dumb women. Yeah. She'd oh, be mad because about you suggested it, I looked up her husband after the show last week. Yeah. And he is a handsome, younger man. I knew you'd be disappointed. I just can't believe it. The dating market is so good for women that they can hmm. just be horrible and ugly and old and still just wrangle these seemingly normal guys. It's incredible to me. Uh, I love that she said, or the way that she said this, I should have known media would care more about my word than immigration, basically. So basically you're saying it's other people's fault for bad priorities. Right, right. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry I contributed to the 24-hour news cycle. It's like you knew yeah. that's what was going to happen. You hit on this too, but uh, you know, she says she says she'd do anything to help those kids. I hate that this distracted from the immigration issue. Again, like it's fine if I do these terrible things. If I, it's fine if I use slurs against women or racial minorities or whoever, because my purpose is virtuous. I I come from a moral angle, a moral cause. Mm -hmm. But the the richest part is civility is just nice words. Maybe we should worry a little bit more about the niceness of our actions. That's really rich coming from somebody whose entire claim to fame is basically being offended by other people's words. Uh, That's yeah, and who's having to apologize for calling somebody a feckless cunt. She's like, everybody just needs to be kind. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? So it doesn't make any difference to me. I didn't did not watch her show. I will not watch her show. I'm not going to join a pitchfork mob to go after her. But uh, so apparently somebody but watches fun, this stuff. Skag. This had, mobs are amazing. This and this thing had like thirteen thousand upvotes on YouTube, and and very very few down. Like there's a ton of people eating this up. Much to my surprise, but hey, if they enjoy it, knock yourself out. Yeah, there are lots of feminists and men that were raised by single mothers out there. Men who are like, I'm glad that she doesn't care about me because I'm part of the patriarchy <laughs> yeah. and I don't deserve consideration. Flogging themselves, <laughs> watching <laughs> Samantha B. Ugh, that is so depressing. <laughs> I'm gonna get a sad handy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, not to transition awkwardly, but I have a bit of a situation. Before we jump into David Hogg, I forgot right before we went live, I let my dog outside and he's sitting out there barking right now. Do you want me to read some super so chats? So I got to get him in. Can you read some super chats while I bolt sure. out there and get that creature under control? And then we'll come back and talk David Hogg. Of course. Thank you. All right. We have Nick Hawk. Reminds me of a joke. Why can't you get a BJ in California? Because all the cocksuckers... Moved to Idaho and Montana. It's just not the same when Skag's not there to laugh at these jokes with me. 
Thank you, Nick. We appreciate it. JVD 9061 looking forward to another awesome show, Matt and Blonde. Sorry, we're so tired. Um, also going to shamelessly plug another one of my favorite YouTube channels, 1791L. 1791L. I have seen that show or that channel pop up on my recommended. I'll check it out. Uh, they're struggling right now. Maybe you guys can have them on. Um, tell me some more about them in the live chat because I do see them pop up and recommended. Why are they struggling? Uh, Michael Schlecht. Blonde, I'm excited to hear you're looking to go back to church. May I share that I grew up Catholic and that switching to attending a non-denominational church was a great opportunity to truly learn the teachings behind the Bible, not get distracted by worship methods, and actually get me excited to join a church community. Thanks again for great show week after week. Thank you, Michael. Um, I appreciate that. I've pitched that to my fiance, and he was not very responsive to it. So I might be on this, on this spiritual journey alone. We'll see. Hmm. Not denominational church. That's what Michael Schleck was talking about. Ah. Um, I'll just do one more right now. A big donation from Raynor Chen. Thank you. Could not catch your show last week, and I'm going away for some time, so we'll need to catch your shows later. Here's five weeks of quota. Wishes to Blonde wow. to have some good news when I'm back. Oh, and wishes to Matt to have some luck with your love life outside of Super Chat. We got some <laughs> well, stuff Super Chat in is our lives. more than sufficient, but yes, <laughs> yeah. can can report positive news generally. To be publicly revealed at a later date, perhaps. <laughs> thank you. Um, we'll circle back to the rest of these after we do the next one. Yeah, segment. thank you. Okay, so you're ready for uh, for the latest hog news? Because every week there's hog news somehow. The latest hog news. Yes. I, this is my life. I thought that this was going to be over so long ago, yet here we are. Well, that's the ultra tinfoil angle, if you want to take it, that... He when, swatted himself. <laughs> yeah, we thought he swatted himself, which I'm not on board with, given the evidence. But we, we I don't think we know definitively who did this anyhow. So... Uh, so David Hogg, um, the house of David Hogg was swatted this week. So if you aren't familiar with swatting, we talked about this a little bit in December with that fatal case. Yes. But swatting is the practice of calling. Horrible. A, yes. Uh, the practice of calling a, an emergency, a false emergency at someone's home uh, or business or a place that you want to target. You call 911, you tell them there's some kind of hostage situation, some kind of emergency hostility and you do this with the intent of getting an armed police presence or ideally a SWAT team to, uh, to arrive and investigate with. And then, and then I guess you laugh at how everybody there is tense and potentially going to kill each other. And in some cases do kill each other like that case in Wichita in December. I guess that's why it's funny, Ooh. but it's a, it's a horrible, it's a horrible practice. And, yeah. and we talked about this previously, and this is one thing Tim Poole um, talked about with the alleged swatters themselves. And in some of his commentary on this, the degree to which you liken this to murder, homicide, the, obviously you're not directly killing someone, but you're putting in someone, you're putting someone in a very, very dangerous yeah. scenario. So that is, uh, well, that's not all the details because David Hogg, there was nobody at home at the time. So the SWAT team actually went in, cleared the house as a precautionary measure, but nobody was home. So there really wasn't any issue. So what was actually called in? What did they say to the police? You can, Tim Pool actually has recordings that were provided to him by these people. You can go to his channel and listen to them. I'll link them. I don't have them ready to play tonight. So I don't know what the threat they, they used was. But the SWAT team went into the house. So it must have Correct. been something really serious. It had to be something serious. Yeah. Like he's making bombs in there. Now, why, why was Hogg not home? Ugh. Because he was in Washington, D.C. to accept the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award. Apparently, that is awarded for people trying to take away rights these days. The Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award goes to people trying to take away your rights. What a time to be alive. <laughs> anyway, 
we don't know exactly who did this. Obviously, this is immediately politicized. Lefties tend to blame some gun nuts who did this. People who don't like David Hogg for gun control reasons. Obviously, they did it. Right-wing people, the the tinfoil on that side is that David Hogg, as you said, did this to himself to get more attention after, you know, it seems like his profile is declining in recent weeks. He had that Publix grocery store stunt that kind of flopped. Ugh, I'm um, so bored of him. Well, don't get bored of him because David Hogg himself responded to the swatting. Uh, I believe he was still in D.C. when offering this commentary with reporters. But this is what he had to say about the swatting itself. It's an attempt to distract from what we're trying to do, which is save children's lives and fix these issues at hand. By getting the, lar- the, by getting the largest youth voter registration push in American history, led by youth, and the, just boosting the voter turnout rate in this country. That's what we have to do to change these issues. The people that are, are affected by these issues most tend to vote the least. And we have to make sure that they vote on these issues so that we can elect morally just leaders to serve our country and serve our people. Because right now they're not. What kind of person do you think would do something like that to your family? Somebody that's trying to distract from these issues and somebody that is uh, willing to waste hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpaying dollars and waste the resources of law enforcement. And it's somebody that wants to distract us from trying to save lives. (sighs) Notice what he says, too. We have to elect morally just leaders, by which you mean leaders who agree with you. And that's fine. Everybody's entitled to try to get those politicians who agree with them in place. But it's not just about agrees with me. It's morally just. Mm -hmm. So agree with David Hogg or be presumably morally unjust. Yeah. And like, like he cares about taxpayer waste now. <laughs> That's, you want to talk about why we have divisiveness and problems bridging cultural gaps? That's part of it, David Hogg. When you say vote for morally just politicians, that's part of it. Yep. So David Hogg himself is out there without evidence saying, you know, it's, it's people who are doing this because they don't like my politics. That's what David Hogg is saying. We don't know that. We don't know that. But in fact, we have some counter evidence so Tim Poole was sent, um, was sent some recordings of the alleged emergency calls, 911 calls that led to this, the SWAT team appearing at David Hogg's house. He apparently buys these as authentic. You can watch Tim's video on his channel. He obviously does, you know, stop short of saying, I guarantee these are the people, but these mm-hmm. people submitted him with information he believes to be credible. He spoke with the people he does believe to be the, the doxers, a group of guys, one who did the call himself. And they say explicitly that this was not political, that they're just teenage pranksters. They got David Hogg's address and they thought, ha ha, won't this be funny? Because of his punchable face. Uh, they didn't say that, but maybe, mm-hmm. but maybe. If it's and what's not political, it's because he's unlikable to the highest degree. Sure. Uh, so not only do they say they don't care about the politics, but the clues they do give about their political perspectives don't sound right wing at all. They make some commentary you'll hear about um, they talk about the Wichita case and they say, well, the police only shoot, uh, black people generally. Anyway, the white people tend to get away without violence, you know, talking points about racial disparities in police Wasn't violence. Wasn't the Wichita guy that, white? Yeah. Which is why I didn't understand exactly what they mean. But yeah. anyway, they also say that they're not pro gun and none of them even have guns and they don't care about gun politics. Maybe so that's not what this is about. Ass. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, take it, take it with a grain of salt. But as I said, you know, Tim Poole has done his vetting and believes this to be authentic. So yeah, see if see if you think the same. One of you swatted the house of David Hogg. I guess everybody wants to know why you did it. Well, uh, to be honest, personally, I mean, it was all just a joke. 
uh, to begin with. Uh, one of my friends messaged me and he was like, uh, I have an address of this person. Um, you think you want to do anything to it? And I was like, sure. I made the call. And then maybe like 20 minutes after I made the call, I see it all over news and everywhere. Uh, like all over my Twitter and shit. But it was all just a joke. People say it was an attempted murder. Um, that's not the case. It was just a fucking like uh, a joke. In my video, I did liken it to attempted murder simply because, you know, you're sending in an armed SWAT team into someone's house and, and they're expecting armed resistance. And we yeah. did see one guy die in December because the cops didn't know. They panicked and shot him. I don't know. He was like not white descent. That was probably one of the reasons. Like, cops are sugar happy against people that are uh, not white, if you haven't noticed. Someone, I think someone said you guys aren't pro-gun. Huh. Is that is that true? Yeah, that's definitely true. You know, we don't give a shit. None of us own guns. We're just uh, teenagers online having fun, to be honest, man. I love seeing what I do on the news. You didn't swat <laughs> David Hawk because you're a pro-gun person or anything like that, or that it wasn't, you're saying it wasn't political, it was just a big funny joke? No, no, no political motivation at all. I mean, so. these guys sound like retards. I don't know. How much credibility does this have? Was you you kind of just have to defer to Tim's judgment. I, I can't speak to that, unfortunately. I'm sure he vetted but, them. But I don't know yeah. Tim. Yeah, I mean, I trust Tim's work, and uh, I trust his judgment, so... How pointless was that? What a pointless endeavor that proves nothing. Yeah, they, they speak for about 10 minutes so you can listen to it back. They they say they don't care about repercussions. They don't care about getting caught. I don't know what Tim, if Tim has actually forwarded this to authorities in Florida or if he's working with the authorities or Probably what he plans should. to do. I, I He might have spoke to that and I, I don't recall what he said. So I don't Somebody want to put words to. in his mouth or say he didn't. Uh, go check out Tim's channel if you, if you want more on that. But yeah, if it was me... I mean, obviously, if it was me and I believed this to be authentic, even if I was 50-50 on it, that's yeah. useful information for the authorities. And right. I take this crime very seriously. Even if it's against someone I, uh, even if, it, if it's against Strongly someone I despise, dislike. like David Hogg, I don't want David Hogg or his family to be put in, um, in, a, in, a, in a really dangerous, fatally dangerous, potentially, scenario like that. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to waste the police resources either. Swatting is, uh, is a bullshit thing to do. Yep. So I, I do hope these guys get caught, and I do hope they pay the price. Yeah. Do we, do we know what happened with the guy, the Wichita guy? I can't remember. I forget. I know we talked about his charges. Let me know in the live um, chat, because I remember saying that he probably should get an attempted murder charge, and people reacted strongly to that. Yeah, I, I know there's some dispute on that. Um, I am in favor of... A charge that is something along those lines. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, we've kind of had that debate in the past. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I have to say on that. I don't have much more to say. Are, are you, it's, are you, uh, did you enjoy the hog swatting? Do you want to make the case for hog swatting? No, dude. Yeah. I mean, my thing about doxing journalists that dox people is that they dox. David Hogg is just like a shitty, mouthy kid being used for leftist political propaganda. I mean, I hate him. I hate his face. Every time I see him, it fills me with rage. But like, you know, let's do this to the kind of people that really deserve it. Let's swat? Who? Wait, wait, no, no, who? not swat. Oh. The doxing. The doxing. Like that Luke O'Brien guy. He deserves whatever's coming to him. I disavow. How? Come on. Well, actually, I don't know that story too much. But generally speaking, I'm going to, on principle, I'm not going to support doxing anybody, even if they are themselves doxers. It sucks, but. Whatever. Gotta fight fire with fire. Anyway, we've we've had this discussion, you know, ad nauseum the last couple of weeks. No, no swatting. So. No, that's bad. People can get killed. And yeah, yeah. And in the yeah. in the case, 
not that it's good either way, but the thing about swatting too is you can have fatal consequences for somebody who's completely uninvolved. Like the Wichita guy. Right. Completely he had nothing uninvolved. To do with and that guy was a dad. That guy's mm-hmm. a father. That's a that's a fatherless child yeah. now growing up because of some call of duty dispute. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't mess around with that stuff. Yep. Okay. You ready to move on? I guess so. All right. We are so high energy. We are just <laughs> I'm sure this is really I am high energy to laugh at, at Democrats because, you know, love them or hate them. It seems like the, the, I would say, in my judgment, most things in this country are headed in a generally positive direction. No, feel, no, no leftist will ever admit it, though. Yeah, but I feel pretty good. I feel economically confident. And I think a lot of people do. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi disagrees, which we'll get to in a moment. But it is funny to see the ideological barriers that prevent Democrats, people on the left from just calling a spade a spade in terms of right, good news. Right. We, we saw Nancy Pelosi's statement last week, written statement in response to the jobs numbers, flailing and struggling to explain why good employment numbers, low unemployment is actually a bad thing or kind of a bad thing. Well, she actually did a press conference this week and, and further explained that. And then of course we have, um, we have Bill Maher, saying he hopes that we have an economic collapse oh to get God. rid of Trump, plus a whole bunch of other items in here. So we'll just start going through them. But first I up, know it wasn't clear to me before, but nothing Trump does is going to satisfy leftists. No matter what it yeah. is, they're never going to be like, oh, he did a really good job doing X, Y, Z, like nothing. Well, yeah, exactly. When you call him Hitler or when in Bill Maher's case, when you say this is a slow moving right wing coup, when you really believe that this is some um, some kind of crazy or, or dark takeover of your country, or it's Hitlerian or something like that. You can't give him any credit because all of a sudden you're yeah. just saying, oh, well, Hitler did a good job on this one. You can't say that. Like once you've gone as far as they have, you can't give yeah. him credit for anything, That's- which is what's leading to these crazy intellectual hula hoops that they're doing. It's decimating their credibility, though, because your average American can see tangible benefits to this presidency. And so when they just shit on them all the time, they just are incrementally eroding people's remaining trust in the mainstream media. It's so fucking stupid. Or Democrats. It's like, why would you do that? Like, give him one every once in a while if you want people to still trust you. Nancy Pelosi's going to try. Here's her case that uh, good jobs numbers are insufficient. And now a demonstration in how Democrats will miraculously lose in 2018 and beyond. Just win, baby. That's a sports term. That's a warrior sports term. The unemployment rate in May was 3.8%, the lowest it's been in 18 years. Is that good news? Well, as I said, unemployment rate is one indication. So this isn't just about the unemployment rate. It's about wages rising in our country so that consumer confidence is restored because our economy will never fully reach its um, uh, possibilities unless we increase the consumer confidence. And that can only be increased by the better deal, better jobs, better wages, unless we have an increase, very significant increase in uh, uh, wages and, and, and bigger paychecks. Uh, we were going to increase the frustration of America's families because they'll be saying, hip, hip, hooray, unemployment is down. What does that mean to me? In my life? Okay, that was mostly nonsense. But to some degree, I agree with her that the unemployment number isn't a tell-all or even a, a a very accurate barometer of economic health. But that's not really what she was saying, and she never would have said this about Obama. Of course not, no. Right. But that was mostly nonsense. (laughs) It's also wrong. Consumer confidence is at a 17-year high. (laughs) 
so consumer confidence is important. What's, what's yeah. one good way to get consumer confidence up? Good jobs numbers. Good jobs numbers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and as, as less people, at, well, as, um, as the unemployment number falls, presumably we're going to see wages rising anyway because mm-hmm. employers are going to have to compete more for labor. Right. And we've already seen this at Costco. We've seen this at Walmart to some degree. A lot of companies are using, not only because of market forces raising wages to compete, but they're using the tax breaks that they've been given uh, to pay it forward to the employees, as we saw with Costco and elsewhere. So, um, yeah, can I grant the premise that, like, if I'm already employed at a job I don't like and the wages are too low, I count as employed, but that's not good enough for me to reach the goals that I have? Sure. Right. Being underemployed. That's true. Yeah. But it's still I'm even if that's me, I'm going to say, well, look, unemployment numbers are way, way down. Jobs are plentiful. People are able Especially to work. Especially in voting blocks that Democrats court. Like it's very good right. for unskilled workers, for black workers, for teenagers. Yeah. Uh, the job market is, you know, vastly improved. In I don't areas. think I'm going to say sarcastically, hip, hip, hooray. What does this do for me? I don't think I'm going to say, I, I think I'm going to say, well, that's good. Maybe, maybe things are looking up. Maybe I'll be able to find a better job than this crappy job I don't like. Right. Maybe. Right. It's certainly better than having a crappy job and also high unemployment. So you have to stay in the crappy job because there's right. no other opportunity. I mean, I think that leftists are very concerned about these job numbers because just like I said before, these tangible things, these tangible benefits in people's lives make, like Stick says, it makes Trump seem less one-dimensional. They've spent all this time talking about how he's like this buffoon with small hands that can't do anything. And now people are getting real benefits in their life and Democrats are like, shit, what are we yeah. going to do about this? That was a good segue into Bill Maher. Yeah, which is why you have at least one person, and if you believe Sticks or other people, <laughs> expressing the beliefs of a lot of people. I don't know to the degree to which Bill Maher's sentiment here is representative of a lot of people, but... Oh, you know it's representative. Come on. Well, Sticks did make the point. If you could give Nancy Pelosi a truth serum and ask, yeah. are you hoping for an economic crash? She, she might say yes. That's speculation. But I think it's yes. I think it's fair speculation. So here's Bill Maher. On his show on Friday night, which I used to love but haven't been able to watch ever since he flogged himself for using the N-word in a joke last summer. That's when you threw in the towel. That's, That's when I threw stage. in the towel. That's when I threw in the towel. Uh, this is Bill Maher saying, I hope for economic crash for the greater good, basically. Can I ask about the economy? Because this economy is going pretty well. We have to... What? Why, why is that funny? It is going well for now. For now, right. That's my, thank you. That's my question. <laughs> I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please, bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. Trump, Trump gonna... is doing everything you could possibly do to, to screw up the good yes. economy. It's like, everything's going great. What are you talking about? This is about? the great thing. You watch Trump's rhetoric. He stands up there and says, lowest unemployment ever. African Americans doing great. We're all doing fantastic. Best ever. But also, it's a disaster. We got to change everything. Right. America's getting robbed blind by the foreigners. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are we, we have a good economy or a bad economy? Oh boy. So much black and white thinking here. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. we lose our democracy or there's a recession. That That's black and white thinking. Yeah. Or is the economy bad or is it good? It, yeah, that bugged me. That was John Heilman from msnbc and it's like it's not necessarily hypocritical or contradictory to say some things in the economy are good good, some are bad or alternatively the general economic landscape is quite good here are some areas we need to improve yeah that's not 
contradictory. It, you can have a good economy with bad elements that need exactly. to be fixed. <sighs> but anyway, to, 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 to Mar, I mean, this is, this is apex Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, to hope for your country's failure so that you can be right about your politics on an ideologically driven it's level. I think that's sickness. Me. And during recessions, you know, people, uh, people can't afford health care, so they get diseases and then they, they die. Like people yeah. have a poor quality of life and, and it causes loss of life. This from a guy who continually rips Republicans, conservatives for not, for being heartless, basically right. for, but it's like, I want all these poor people to have a poor quality of life and to die. So that yeah. I get proven right about my, I mean, that's, that's, what's annoying is like, Bill, the people who you disagree with politically also want everyone to do well. They have a different philosophy or theory as to how that will be achieved. Nobody actually wishes for failure in the way that you are, yet you're still claiming this moral, empathetic high ground, even though you obviously don't have it. Um, and to your point on the black and white, the, <laughs> the idea that Trump necessarily means the end to democracy, well, he was duly elected. You have no evidence exactly. that there was any kind of legal violation or any kind of even ethical breach at this point he's a legitimately elected president democratically elected under our constitutionally prescribed system that is not uh any kind of um undermining of of our of our election system or our democratic system and the idea that if he continues at his presidency that the certain outcome is the collapse of that how based on what i mean that this is ideological sickness that's just detached from reality do you think he really the, believes that? Well, that's the, the great thing about our structure is, and it'd be nice if we could restore the president to its constitutionally, um, constitutionally described uh, uh, roles. Because when the president is limited in his power, it really doesn't matter that much who the president is. You yeah. can hate the guy like Donald Trump and it doesn't matter because he's limited in what he can do. So if you hate the president this much that you think he's going to destroy the democracy, maybe stop advocating for so much federal power and then whoever the president is, especially federal executive power, and then whoever the president is doesn't matter that much. You say, yeah, I yep. think he sucks, but he doesn't have much control over my life. So exactly. who cares? Yeah. <sighs> they don't have the foresight. I want big government that I agree with. It's basically <laughs> what, they're ad- is what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> I heard you kind of groaning when Heilman said this too. Trump is doing everything he could possibly do to screw up the good economy. So I guess in this view... I want to know, I want to ask Heilman, um, because I don't think the president deserves all the credit for a good economy. And in an ideal free market, the president doesn't do much other than uphold a free market. The government doesn't do much except for uphold a free market. So I don't want to like say it's, it's all Trump's doing, but I have to give credit where due. Whatever he is doing is, is producing a good economy. Who who does he credit for this? If it's, if it's accident on Trump's part and he's actually harming it. Right. Would he credit Obama? Who does he credit for the good economic scenario? And he wasn't specific. What is Trump doing specifically that's screwing up the economy? If the economy is going well, what what are you, what are you talking about? He's doing everything he could possibly do to screw up the good economy. Huh? (laughs) So he presumably believes that this is an extension of the Obama economy and that trump is trying to sabotage i don't it? i mean that's just another layer of the hula hoops where it's like it's so conspiratorial no, no, the, the obama economy was broken because of george w bush but the trump economy is good because of obama right but it's yeah that's why i don't really think that these people believe it i mean they seem like bill maher he's, he seems like he's probably in 120 iq kind of guy hmm. um do you think that he 
really believes what he's saying or he's just trying to influence the I masses. I think he does. I mean, even but at the election so time, stupid. he was using this hyperbolic right-wing coup language. Yeah. It's all that self-hatred is just manifesting itself in all this weird... I think part of it for him is the personal feud he does have with Trump. You got to remember that goes back a long time. They had that whole lawsuit over... Bill Maher challenged Trump to prove that his he wasn't the offspring of an orangutan for a million dollars or whatever. Wow, none of this sounds familiar. This is like 2015. <laughs> Bill Maher, because Trump was uh, on the birther train, remember? And Bill Maher said, okay, if you're a birther, yeah. show us your birth certificate to prove you're not the son of an orangutan. And that and Donald Trump did. He's like, I'll give you a million dollars to do it or something. So I'll give you some reward. That caused a personal beef between yeah. them. Yeah, because uh, because Trump produced the documentation and then wanted Marr to pay up, but Marr didn't pay up. And I think there was a lawsuit or something that followed. So there was a lot of personal animosity that about so how stupid racist, this was. Comparing him. To <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but that's uh, the, 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 that's just one car in this train of nonsense that's going to lead to impossible, impossible, miraculous Democratic defeat. Because who else do you trot out? If you really want to lose, none other than um, <laughs> impeach forty-five, impeach ba- Barney Fife, uh, Maxine Waters. Oh no! Had a had a um, an event in California. Tell him called, what it was um, called. It was called the uh, it was called Auntie Maxine's Tweetathon for millennials. She has she, like one PR person under the age of thirty. That's like you should totally call it. That. <laughs> Yeah, so she organized this event called Auntie Maxine's Meet and Greet Tweetathon to reach out to millennials. Remember, I don't have the clip, but remember, Maxine Waters herself used to be a millennial. She remembers back when she was a millennial. <laughs> yeah. So she's really in tune with the millennials. Young people were asked to join, quote, top social media influencers for a tweetathon in support of Auntie Maxine, come energized and ready to get out the vote. Well, there's a picture of the people who showed up, 11 of them. Oh. It's so embarrassing. And she's oh. trying to dress all cool and stuff. It's yeah. So... Nothing but empty tables and empty chairs. Oh, geez. For Auntie Maxine. Now, the fu- the funny part is she actually uh, still gets up and speaks to these kids, but there's only 10 or 11 of them. And she's still using a microphone to talk to them. This is Maxine Waters using a microphone to talk to a very small group of people. From millennials uh, in this past couple of years. We have learned that you really do care, that you're really interested, and that you have something to say. And so when you come here, you always have an open mouth, okay? You can say whatever you want to say. Just be nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want you to tell us uh, kind of, you know, what you're thinking about. What would you like to see, uh, not only in this election, uh, but in politics in general, uh, with your elected officials, based on all this stuff that's going on, what are you thinking? Oh God, anybody? So embarrassing. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Bueller? 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 All right. She hand off the mic. She did, and then it was something oh. you know, some nervous girl talking about. I want to see more black representation. You know, some some candleine. You know, she popped on that jean jacket right before this, and she's yeah. like, "Does this look cool? Does this make me look young?" Yeah. Oh God. So even in la- far left California, LA area presumably is where this happened. Uh, Maxine Waters only able to get eleven millennials to turn out. That's mortifying. And the California cringe continues. Oh my God! Are you trying to kill me? Did you see this post? I know I sent it to you on Skype, but this is from California Senator Kamala Harris. 
yeah. received some artwork from 10-year-old Jared in Los Angeles. She posts this on Facebook. We know what we need to do. Congress must act. Dear Senator Harris, please ban assault weapons. It's apparently a picture of a handgun. Uh, one listener uh, said to me, it actually looks like a carpenter square with a trigger guard. I think. <laughs> yeah, that kid has no talent. They should give up. I didn't want to be mean, but this is not a 10th grade drawing level. Get this, get this kid in art class, I would say. I thought you said 10 years old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that. This oh, is wow. subpar 10 year old art. You said 10th grade. Oh, sorry. I meant, well, 10th grade would be even like, worse. I was like, wow, this is a 10th grade. Yeah, college or a high school sophomore. That'd be even. Talent. Yeah, I meant 10 year old. 10 year old is subpar. Definitely need to. T- this gun also has no trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you I suck, kid. <laughs> You're well, in the think, fifth grade when you're 10. Come what did on. you, I, what did you say in the Skype chat? You're like, you idiot kid. That's a handgun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, ban assault weapons. And it's a picture of a handgun, a very blocky handgun. Dumb kid. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but the, the art quality aside, this is a sitting U S Senator who said, I got a child's drawing in the mail and I propose that we structure our constitution and constitutional law around it. Ugh. <sighs> That's what we're, that's what we're looking at. Uh, Hey, speaking of, um, speaking of people who are going to help the Democrats lose, it sounds like uh, Keith Ellison is going to run for Minnesota attorney general after the sitting attorney general launched a late bid to run for governor. Keith Ellison is stepping in to run for attorney general. Uh, rumors were, so he, he will leave Congress if he wins. Rumors were he was going to leave the DNC as well. But fear not, it sounds like he's going to stay on with the Ugh. DNC. He's currently deputy chair. No, that's good. Yeah, that's I good guess he's going to sink the whole thing. They need him for this miraculous win. So it sounds like Keith Ellison will be out of Congress. Uh, sources say that he uh, is tired of congressional gridlock and getting nothing done in Congress. And he sees the state attorney general role as a more effective platform from which to resist Trump. Remember uh, Eric Schneiderman was the Schneider man in New York because of how much he resisted Trump from, from his state attorney general post. So Keith Ellison, uh, so quickly. Yeah. Nobody cares anymore. Jeez. I've completely forgotten about that. It was a whole thing too, like a month ago. So, uh, so Keith Ellison will be out of Congress. It sounds like in all likelihood, I assume he wins that race, but I, I don't know exactly what's going on there, who, who he will face, but we'll find out in the fall. In the interest of time, as I promised, I have a democratic political advertisement that is going to melt your face off and, and demonstrate how committed they are to losing. The show only, really tests my cringe limits, you know? It's only 30 seconds. So yeah. I think you can do it. Check this out. All right. I'm Rich Maddalino. I'm running for governor to deliver progressive results and to stand up to Donald Trump. Here are a few of the things I've done that already infuriate him. I protected Planned Parenthood from the Republicans in Congress. Oh, what a pussy. I helped ban assault weapons in Maryland. Take that, NRA. I believe in public schools, not vouchers. Take that, Trump. And Betsy DeVos. Yeah! And what's the number one way I piss off Donald Trump and the Republicans? Take that, Trump. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god take that well he really showed him yeah he really got you i can see the rage seething in your eyes i don't know i'm tapped out it's mostly just confusion <laughs> at this point the planned parenthood thing oh, god. so this is credited as the first political ad featuring a same-sex kiss i've read reported by the hill at least 
This is, uh, this is Rich Maddalino, as you heard him say. He's currently a Democrat in the Maryland State Senate, running for governor. I did look at current polling. He's well behind five other Democrats running to face incumbent oh, Republican Governor Larry Hogan. So it's a long shot. Elections are held June 26th in the primary here. Uh, one thing I wanted to notice, same with Kamala Harris and her assault weapons issue. Notice the sign here. Let me put this up. See, see, he's saying I banned assault weapons and then there's just a handgun crossed out. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And then it's like a bunch of little kids, some beta males, and then they're like, there's like a token black guy in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, all right, uh, the, black guys stand prominently on my left. <laughs> the little girl has a no handgun sign in the assault weapons ban. So um, huh. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Guns. Mm, either that or they just want all the guns, which I suspect to be true. But to the broader point, why do people think Trump is anti-gay? Why, why do, of all the accusations against Trump, that one is the silliest to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has he ever done anything that's anti-gay? Ever? I mean, I can't think of anything. I guess the only case you could make is like association with Mike Pence. But I think even Mike Pence is, is broadly misunderstood on the issue. Yeah. I don't think Mike Pence watches this and gets enraged. I mean... If gay people would have just stopped with gay marriage and not allied with trans people, I think that everybody would probably be fine. We'd be like, oh, yeah, gay marriage, whatever. Yeah. It's just that they went too far and there's yeah. a pushback now. Yeah, uh, it, it's so that ad is so cringy to me, not because of the kiss itself, although the kiss is cringy, not necessarily because it's gay, because it's so scripted and forced. Using the look, kids is what is the, the kids is cringy as well. But what's cringy is assuming that like that conservatives, the GOP, Donald Trump specifically, that they would get enraged by seeing it. That's really cringy. Like nobody's enraged. No. Nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. You're running against the Republican Party of like 20 years ago. You haven't caught up to the times. In fact, I don't know what the polling says, but I bet a huge chunk, if not a majority of Republican voters don't have any issue with that and would favor legal equality. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a classic example of the politics of spite. You know, I mean, it's not about what's good for Maryland in this ad. It's just about sticking it to Trump. And how weird is it to kiss your significant other while thinking of Trump? Oh, yeah. Like, just to kiss your person while thinking, I bet Trump hates this. No, but I bet Ugh. Trump saw this and laughed like all yeah. of us. We're all laughing at you, dude. It was, uh, it was, it played on the gorilla channel in between fights. I think <laughs> he's when he saw it. What's this guy's name? Madalino. Yeah. Rich Madalino. It's a pretty gay name. Yeah. So the, so the Democrats are hard at work. We're, you know, they're, they're, nice. they're, they're holding up their end of the deal to lose spectacularly here in the fall. And they're, they're putting in more effort and doing more things than I thought, you know, hoping for economic collapse, pictures of them kissing as though that's supposed to enrage you. All this stuff is so out of touch and just so hilariously cringy that uh, I, I don't think it's going to work out for them. We'll see. Look at that guy's figure eight head shape. What a weird looking up. dude. This Madalino fellow. The, in the current frame? Yeah, just he's just like a weird looking guy. He's got a very pear-shaped body too. I mean, he's kind of got those twig legs and that big midsection but it's okay because he found a man to love him yeah but even his partner what are these guys, two blackheads doing in this frame diversity of course I, mean, I don't know for all i know that's just like adopted children or something who knows i hope that those are his adopted children they're not just two random blackheads they're like all right sit next to us so we look like a more diverse couple <laughs> look at the gaze on his husband look at the gaze i mean literally look at his uh 
<laughs> look at his his eyes, like his gaze, the gaze of his eyes is what I yeah, mean. Yeah, look at those dead eyes. But it's like, yeah, his his husband guy has the weirdest expression. I wish I could zoom in on it, but I really can't. It's just like this this bizarre look on his face. But. This is all grossing me out. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Yeah. But we should uh, we should keep it moving along. We got hoax hate coming up next, but we probably need a break, I assume. Uh, yeah, let's do some super chats. Okay, Liberative, quick shout out to our boy Stan. He's taking a break from the interwebs and deleted his Twitter and gone hmm. dormant on YouTube. Come back soon, Stan. Yeah, Stan. What's happening, Stan? Why'd that happen, Stan? Everybody's uh, got to detox once in a while. Maybe he needs that. But, uh, but definitely reach out if, if you'd like to, Stan. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody does need a detox, but um, shoot me an email. Every time somebody goes dark, I'm like, what's going on? But hmm. but I get it. I get it. Slosher says, uh, Michael Eric Dyson was on Bill Maher. I couldn't stomach more than one minute of it, but people Duh. were ripping him a new one for race baiting Jordan Peterson in that debate a couple weeks ago. Good. Uh, I wonder if he means on the show itself or like in the comments maybe. Presumably in the comments. Yeah, I guess. Uh, thanks for that. Evan but M yeah, says, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna, uh, that's good to see that that what he did with Jordan Peterson was too far even for a lot of people who might be of the left. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad to see that. Well, that's why the left's always trying to destroy Jordan Peterson. Calling him alt-right is totally absurd because he's barely center-right. I would even yeah. call him center-left on a lot of issues. So that's why he's dangerous. I mean, he's relatable to people on the left. Mm -hmm. um, Evan M., did you hear about Trump showing up 25 minutes late to the gender equality panel at G7? I did. Good. I think that may be what that. finally won me over to his side for good. Yeah, and then he said a lot of disparaging things about Trudeau on Twitter this week. Um, yeah, I saw very weak and... Yeah, yeah like know, basically calling him a like big pussy, yeah. which I read that and I was like, awesome. That's what I voted for you for. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Fat Hooligan says, happy to support my favorite Sunday show, Blonde's Unbridled Rage and Matt's Measured Tone, i.e. cuckery, are what make it great. Also, it was nice to see Blonde at Owen Benjamin. Great show. Oh, I, I'm not oh, sure cool. who you were, um, but it was nice to meet you. Let me know in the live chat um, where we met. Give me some deets on our conversation so it can jog my memory. Thank you for that. Uh, Stevie Silagi says, first time listening live, I love you guys, and the show has literally saved me from developing terminal SJW disease. That's great. Wow. Well, thank you. Wow. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for that. Um, somebody did come up to me at the show, and they were like, you know, I really understand how exasperated you are. Like, everybody feels like that. We, we, hmm. you're, not, you're never too controversial, and, you know, we're behind you. I'm like, am I in Seattle? Is this... <laughs> The Twilight Zone? What, what is happening here? No, that's awesome to hear. That's Good. awesome, yeah. And people were just like saying whatever they wanted um, at Owen's show. Like I saw a guy that uh, it was a black dude, like a tall black dude, and he had a shirt on in the back. It said it had a picture of the United States and it said, fuck off, we're full. And he was just walking around <laughs> Seattle wearing this shirt. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Sarcastic contrarian. No, no. Thank you very much. Philip J. Fry. Hey, Blonde. Are you a fan of the Murdoch Murdoch series? If so, can mm. you be our IRL Murdoch Chan? Much love. Um, I have watched a few episodes. It's hilarious. Did uh, they get banned off YouTube? Yeah, or? but but people repost it. So if you ever want yeah. to check it out. I've seen a handful there. of the cartoons. I mean, I, I don't know why it got banned. It wasn't that crazy. I can't there. remember. I can't remember how edgy it was or not. It got banned it for what? Like edgy. Nazi themes or something? Yeah. Hmm. It was pretty funny, though. It was a damn cartoon. How bad could it be? Um, yeah, the, the one where they are burning rage after rage after storm. Um, oh yeah, I remember stake. that, that one. one was yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah, I was dying. Uh, far too hard. You'll be glad to know I found Matt by following your channel. Boom! Wow, one of the few. Wow. Uh, yeah. P 
PNA CODIS says, finally get to watch you guys live. Love the show. Frankly, the best. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Cody Barrett. I had a similar experience with falling into an open hole in the ground in an urban area in Zambia, which is a third world country. <laughs> Basically the same. So yeah, first world, third world problems. Yeah, it was just one leg though. So I don't know. Jeez. Hmm. Oh, John Smith, Trump and Clinton at Tanagra, Shaka, when the bushes fell. O- only I got that joke. His eyes unfurled. It's a Star Trek joke. Yeah, okay. An episode called Darmok. Everybody watch it. Nerds. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, last one for right now, Travis Vi. Matt, fake news yourself. I was binge watching your show and you have had hit pieces on you. Chenk Uger and Sarah Harvard of Mike both smeared you as a right wing troll. Love the show, guys. That's true. Well, I don't know if Cenk specifically Cenk smeared. Said, he misattributed. He misattributed a quote to me and called me a prick. But it wasn't like a full-on, like, written, researched hit piece. Sarah Harvard, kind of. But I sort of initiated. The reason I don't really qualify that is because I, Sarah Harvard asked for examples of Trump supporters harassing minorities. That's and right. I wanted to see what her vetting process was. So we floated her. A, a, we, we pitched a reporter a fake story, not unprovoked. She asked for the, the tips. We gave her the tips. She published it on Twitter without vetting it. And that led to the to the scuffle. So did she smear me publicly? Yes. But but when I say hit piece, I mean like somebody I've not provoked, somebody I've not talked yeah. to, somebody who just came out of the blue to 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 get me. Yeah. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I got this close last week to being named in that New York Times hit piece on traditional women. It actually had the title of one of my videos, but didn't name me and didn't link to my channel. So hh. Watching you, Annie Kelly. <laughs> and thanks for the art, Travis, too. That's the same, yeah, that's the same Travis. Um, we'll circle back on these. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, you know you know what time it is? Because this it's a classic one this week. So it is time for uh, the hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Shit, it's backwards. <laughs> you think they'll notice? We always notice, right? We always notice. Houston police say there is no evidence to support the claims made by a teenager that white supremacists abducted him, injured him, and threatened him. A brief timeline of events goes like this. On May 13th, yeah. many of you sent me this article at the time by email and on Twitter. 13-year-old Xavion Parker claimed he was abducted in Northeast Houston after getting off his school bus. Xavion, you say? Yes. Proceed. Why? Is that... I was just wondering what his stupid name was. (laughs) Getting off the bus... Well, I know you have issues with this child's mom, so we'll get to those in a little bit. Getting off the bus... uh, He says he was getting off the bus, abducted by an adult and four teenage boys who forced him into a four-door vehicle with flames on the side. He said he was held... (laughs) He said he was held at a home at gunpoint, uh, excuse me, by these white supremacists until he was able to escape. He claimed one of them had a big arm tattoo that said, quote, I hate black people. That is so uncreative, this yeah. shitty little kid. And she, the, the mom will comment on that when we uh, listen to it momentarily. But yes, if there was ever a giveaway that claims have been embellished, a giant I hate black people arm tattoo color me skeptical yeah really just put it right there on my forearm i hate black people yeah that was may 13th all of those claims were made may 19th someone spotted a red truck with flames in brazoria county texas 
and sent a photo to Parker's mom named Michelle Lee. She asked her son if that was the truck he was talking about. He said yes. Uh-huh. Apparently it wasn't, though, because on June 4th, Houston PD say that after a thorough investigation, the evidence obtained shows the incident described did not happen. Also, no charges are going to be filed. So oh. let's, let's check out the news report of this, this hoax hate incident. I had to really scramble the picture thanks to a very Nazi-esque copyright policy from you this local... You can still see her face and eyebrows, though, right? TV, yeah, TV okay. station in, um, in Houston. But bear with me on the weird picture situation. Yeah, Eric, police told me this afternoon that that abduction and alleged assault never happened. And they were adamant oh. about the fact that there are no white supremacists kidnapping children in Northeast Houston. <laughs> the story was horrible. A young really? teenage boy claiming he stepped off of a school bus and was abducted. An adult and four young men grabbed him, robbed him, beat him, all because of his race. This was his mother in the hours after Xavion Parker <laughs> said he managed to escape the gun-wielding kidnappers. All right, did you, uh, you have any... Th- any thoughts I you mean, want to get out? She looks like Miss Piggy. And okay, so the first the first clue is, you know, Xavion. The second clue is the the flame truck. I hate black people tattoo. And then his Miss Piggy mother's wig, eyebrows, inflection, lipstick color. I mean, come on. This is all the makings of a hoax hate. <laughs> well, she's going to comment on that. I hate black people tattoo. Reason why they got him because they said he was black. You deserve to die. Exactly his mm-hmm. words. And he said the dad had like a white muscle shirt on, and you could see he said it was right here, big as day. I hate black people. But after a thorough investigation, HPD now says the events as described did not occur. That the property Parker described as having been taken to had nothing to do with any crime. Investigators have met with both the child's mother and community activists. They told them their findings. When we reached the mother on the phone today, she did not want to comment. Again, police say that this did not happen. They also tell us that they're not going to be filing any charges against Parker or his mother or anyone associated with this case. They still urge people to come forward with crimes when they see them happen. Now, I find that disappointing in some regards. We do have a month's worth of police resources used to uncover a false police report. Granted, it seems to have been perpetrated by a child, but this is much like the case... It, with the, the hijab cutting the in scissors, Canada, yeah. where I wonder to what degree was this child put up to it by the mom, either directly or indirectly. If you hold if you, up, we going to be rich. Remember sure. Yeah. yeah, it might. It might be a situation like that. Uh, I suspect that there is somebody worthy of charges in this case. And I would like to see that because I'm tired of these this wasting of police resources in pursuit of a false narrative, a, a false political narrative it's dumb but they were telling a greater truth about right, white yeah. racism they're raising awareness about a real issue no it's it's 100 fake if you think white supremacists with i hate black people tattoos driving flame trucks abduct black children and hold them at gunpoint but then say just kidding we're gonna go have a meeting in the other room and allow you to escape and run and tell your story that's not happening anywhere anywhere and you've wasted a month of police resources you know we we, we mock a whole month to decide that this wasn't real I assume they were pretty thorough, you know, but I, Come we, on. We, two hours. Well, here, here's, here's what I worry about. We mock the, you know, sheriff's departments and law enforcement agencies like Scott Israel's in, in Broward County, Florida. And I'm not saying that they aren't worthy of ridicule, but it's much more difficult to be an effective, efficient uh, police department that is good. at doing its job when, when this sort of bullshit is thrown at you all the time and you have to spend X amount of days investigating something that is 
a hundred percent false. Yeah, this is a small town in Texas, though. I'm sure nothing was really going on. It was Northeast Houston. It was Houston PD doing oh, the really? investigation. Houston PD, not just some. This I thought is it was a big some police department. Town. No, never mind. No, it's Houston never PD. Mind. Man, that's really shitty. There are real crimes there. Yeah, caused by black people <laughs> that need to be investigated. Jeez, what a waste of time. But the fact anyway. that anybody thought this was real makes me think that people are retarded. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, we should have covered it a couple weeks but, ago. Yeah, it didn't pass the smell test. They didn't even test. put any effort into it, you know? Like, sometimes on Hoax Hate, I'm like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But this time, no. Yeah. Speaking of difficult issues for police, where do I want to go with this? What's the transition mm. to make? That Don't doesn't really start work, unless you got something, buddy. Sorry. But uh, you ready to talk about Mesa police? Yeah, I guess so. I'm I'm pretty conflicted about this because when I watched the raw surveillance footio, footage, footio, oh my God. It's one of those days. I know, for real. I'm, I'm so um, When I watched the raw surveillance footage, I was like, that looks pretty bad. Pretty bad. And then I watched um, the other footage, which also looked pretty bad, no audio. But then I watched the body cam footage and you can hear what the suspect is saying to them. And it didn't make me agree with the police but it made their case only slightly more sympathetic there, there is some nuance yeah um which i'll i'll talk about when we're we're done here because certainly the guy was a little lippy certainly he did offer some resistance but it was also after getting his ass kicked for no identifiable good reason well he was with a guy that it turned out was robbing his ex-girlfriend's house he was trying to get one of his backpacks back yeah but he was breaking into her house. So it's not like they pulled him off the street and he was not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just hop into the footage or if you have more to explain about any backstory or anything? Well, like that? this, this Mesa police department just a few weeks ago, they were all two officers were suspended for um, in an unrelated incident. There was a 15 year old gang member who was accused of armed robbery and they beat the, crap out of him too and mm. they, they did find a sawed off shotgun in his backpack um, but mm. so two officers were suspended for that and this is the same police department if you remember the Daniel Shaver is that his name the guy crawling in the hotel which was horrible yeah. oh my god and that guy was acquitted of murder but that was one of the police shootings that we were like this is this is crazy he's just yeah. like begging for his life he's clearly unarmed um, he's drunk uh, he's please don't shoot me please don't it was really upsetting footage yeah so yeah, the Mesa Police Department, they do not have their shit together. Yeah, they've had some problems ongoing. And so the controversy arose, I forget when this was released, but controversy arose this week when- it was um, May 23rd. Oh, so it's, it's back a little bit. Or the uh, incident was May 23rd. I, I don't uh, know when the footage was released. It was first this like surveillance footage, not body cam footage. Right. This surveillance footage. This is at what, like a hotel or a, a apartment complex? Yeah, Breaking apartment into somebody's, Okay, apartment complex. So this is what the um, the surveillance footage showed with no audio. So what you can see is this is the guy on the left who's um, in question who's going to get beat up in a second. The guy on the right, I think, is being questioned for the the, the attempted break-in. The attempted, yeah, break-in. And these two are associates or friends of some kind. Right. And they're they're hanging out together. That's why they're all here with the police. Yeah. And this guy is not apparently directly involved, so the police aren't really paying much attention to him. But he's, you know, saying something to the police here. Eventually the police, more police arrive and they direct him over to this opposite wall from the railing after searching him a little bit, just making mm -hmm. sure he doesn't have anything on him. 
And they tell him to go over to this other wall. And the officer's saying, sit down, you need to sit down. And he kind of dismisses that. And he sort of half sits down. Yeah. And the officer walks over. Black officer, I might add. Yeah. Against the black guy. And just starts kicking his ass. He's like, like punching, punching him, in, him the in the face, kneeing him in the gut. Like how this many officers are there on here the right in this frame? One, two, three, face. six cops. And there are more and off the frame. The shit out of them, yeah. And they're all like helping to varying degrees this gang beating. Yeah. Yep. And this guy isn't really resisting. He's just getting his ass kicked. Yes. And. Or so it seems. We'll, we'll watch the body cam. For yeah. Him. And they're pressing his face into the ground. And they get him up and they walk him over to this, to this elevator here. And he's talking to these officers. And if you believe officers attempts to spit in his face after watching the body cam footage, I'm not so sure that that is what is happening. But I don't know. I thought it seemed like it. You can was. see him turn here and then kind of almost lunge toward the officer a little bit. That's when the officer pushes his face into the elevator door, accuses him of spitting on him. And then they bring him back down to the ground. He says, he's spitting on me. We got to get a spit mask on him. I can't believe they have that. They bring him. Yeah. They bring him back down to the ground. They put this spit mask on him and they haul him out, carrying him like he's a dead body. Basically. (laughs) Like, I think he's, he's cuffed at the hands and feet here, you know, and they're just carrying him like a log or something. Okay. After this, the Mesa Police Department releases the body cam footage. There are at least three body cams operating on these cops, and they have audio. So we can at least get some idea about what's being said here. This is the same confrontation with some audio clues. So it starts off with, you know, please have a seat. You need to sit down. He doesn't really obey, and they kick his ass. Okay, so now he's down on the ground. He's just kind of talking shit to the cops in the in the kind of intermediate period here. So after he's actually cuffed, he's clearly being disruptive of their ability to interact with this suspect here. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking shit, challenging them to fight, whatever, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all is hard. Y'all got masks on. Okay, now this is the part that's in question. Now he's clearly, they're asking him to stand up. They're going to try to take him through the elevator. He's clearly talking shit to the, to the cop on the right. And it looks to me like he turns to say something and is forceful in his speech. But I don't see that as trying to spit. The officer interprets that as spitting, and that's why we have the spit mask. So this is up to your judgment. I don't see the spit, but we'll see what you think. I'm going to do any goddamn thing, stupid. Huh? We're going we're gonna to put... Huh? I'm doing the thing. Stand, Stand up. Stand up. Smart. Stand up. Be smart. Then help me up. What do you think I'm doing? Help me up, then. That's all these doing, man. Okay. Oh. Yeah. How pretty are you, huh? How pretty are you? Start that. Because he's saying, "How pretty are you?" And he's kind of lunging at him, but I don't buy that as spit. I mean, you have to be how that's pretty oh are you? Like Just spit well talking, motherfucker. Just comply. Sure. And they start pushing his face in the elevator, and then they do the, the spit mask. Hey, get a spit mask for the right now. 
Uh, and you can hear his mom. I don't know why his why mom, his mom is, is there. there. Yeah. His mom is there saying, calm down, just just, just comply. comply. Basically what you were saying. Stay calm. Because y'all are not speaking of none of this to the truth. If y'all had seen what I was telling you, I was telling you that I was calm from the beginning. You were not calm. Are we going to Mike? Okay. And this guy's name is Oof. what? Johnson? Robert Johnson? Was that it? I think his last name is Robert. I thought it was Johnson. Uh, let me see. I put it in here somewhere. Did I? Anyway, he gives, he gives a press conference. He says his name in the press conference. This is what he has to say a, a day or two after about the incident. Hi, my name is Robert Johnson. Uh, oh. Many of you have seen a, vi- um, seen a video of Mesa Police. I'm, I don't want this to happen to no, no one in this particular, in this, in this system. I'm a, I'm a family man. I'm a God-fearing um, person. I want Mesa to be held accountable for what, what they have done. I don't want to say nothing else. I'm sorry. Okay. Did that punch to the head cause some brain damage that made him unable to put out a complete sentence? The press conference was weird. It was, I mean, I, I guess I'll chalk it up to nervousness. He does say I'm trying to work up the confidence to speak. So give I mean, the benefit of the doubt. I mean, this was clear police overreaction, but like, just fucking comply. Like, you're in some shit. Just do what the police say. Like, from the very beginning, he's like, I'm not sitting down. I'm not sitting down. Then he's like, yeah. fuck you. Kick me. Kick me. Fuck you. How yeah. pretty are you? It's like, just shut your mouth. Yeah. And his mom is like, shut up. Shut yeah. up. But to the point you're making, I prior to the punching, to the actual beating, he seems lippy, kind of gen- generally disobedient. And that's not how I would advise anyone interact with the police. But I don't see how that justifies the no, just gang no, beating. No, I'm not of saying course, you did. Yeah, and I'm not they, saying you are. But. They can't spin this as some kind of racially motivated thing because the two people that were beating on him the worst were black dudes. Yeah, well, it was internalized racism for those black cops, I'm sure. This is just, you know, police power. People, a lot of people are attracted to um, the police force because they have these aggressive domineering personalities. Not all cops are like that, obviously, but like some are, some are, some are pretty power hungry. And so we had a mixture of an insubordinate suspect being a piece of shit with, you know, these cops that were uh, just aggressive and trigger happy. I can see how he was being a problem after he was cuffed and I could see why it might be necessary based on his generally disobedient and disruptive behavior prior to that to detain him somehow. So to the extent he refused to comply, I could even see some physical force to get him down on the ground. Yeah, coughed. but it seemed the like punching they were in just the face, being man. spiteful because they were annoyed with him. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, 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 sure. Like they're like, "Oh, you're going to talk back to me. I'm going to beat the shit out of you." Like yeah. cops can't so, be doing that. So so all of is it all of these officers involved are now on some kind of leave? I read in one article 4 and then I read in another article 5 and then okay, so that's the footage there it looked like them. there were four of them, right? Oh, there in one frame there are six. And there might be more so than it looks that like off camera. between four and five uh, are on leave. A lot of them, yeah. So this was the this is m- the first example I can remember in a while because every time I see these these clips where it's like alleged police brutality, police misconduct, and you see a thirty second clip circulating Twitter, you're like, yeah, that looks bad, but I almost guarantee there's more information to this story. Yeah. Then I kept digging into this one, and um, there was. There is. There is. I'm not saying there's none. But when 
I see the guy getting his ass kicked for not really any good reason. I think that's mostly true. I don't, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think the true. ass kicking up front was justified in any way. I agree. Guy should have sat down, of course. Shouldn't have been lippy. But why is the gang punch, like gang beating to his face necessary to get him subdued? I don't know. They I don't, seem like totally jazzed to do it, you know? Hmm. Like with Daniel Shaver, am I saying that right? It is Shaver, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, the guy. With Daniel Shaver, it seemed like the cop was just like, like he was just ready to to fuck somebody up, you know? You remember, remember that was the guy too. Um, his gun was engraved and it said, "You're fucked." That's right. And the dust cover, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, it it could be that there's something culturally within the Mesa Police Department. I don't know if I mean anecdotally, we know Mesa has some problems. I don't know how bad that is compared to other departments or not. Yeah. Um, but, but anecdotally, it seems like there are some problems there. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's that they are actively hiring people who are a little trigger happy, a little eager to enforce the law a little too harshly yeah. sometimes. Seems like it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what the outcome is. I, I, I do find it strange, I guess, I don't want to speculate too much, but I did find it strange the difference in mannerisms and personality between, uh, what's his name, uh, Robert Johnson, between when he was like talking shit to the cops and getting arrested, and this press this press conference where he's like, "I'm a god fearing man, I'm very kind," but he's he's almost so shy he can hardly speak. Now, was it just the heat of the moment and getting hit in the face? Maybe. I mean, if you just get your ass kicked by like six people, you're going to be fired up and you're going to be pretty pissed off. I can understand Yeah, but he was being a mouthy douche before any of that happened. I just wonder if there were any other factors in play, drugs, substances, things like that. Maybe. I mean, but do you think It's speculative on my part, of course. If he would have just sat down. No, if he would have just sat down at that point, I don't think it would have happened. That does not justify what did happen, but it it is a point that should be made, yes. That general that I still have yet to see the case. Again, I'll qualify again. Doesn't mean what happened here is okay. It's not. Based on what I've seen, cops were too aggressive. But I've yet to see the case where someone says, yes, sir, no, sir, complies with police directions. Right. And still gets his ass beat. I've yet to see that example. Still waiting for it. That's true. Hmm. Dual fault. <laughs> Verdict. Mm, I'm going to go like... <clears throat> 80-20. I would say at least 80-20 yeah. on, on the police. Whereas Daniel Shaver, I would say it was like 95-5. Remember how bad the directions were in that case? They kept They're like, telling put him your to hands up. Things. And then they were like, lay on the ground. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they, that spawned so many awful memes and funny YouTube videos. Like at one point, there was one video that they recreated that scene. You know, it looked just like it. Uh, GoPro on someone's shoulder. They got the rifle. And he's giving him orders like, all right, he's tossing a bop at Adam saying, all right, now bop it and spin it and take this hula hoop and spin it on your arm and <laughs> giving him all these so absurd bad. directions. And you feel bad for laughing because a guy died. Yeah. But that, that you tape, laugh anyway, because you're a terrible person. I know. But that tape was so crazy that, that uh, it was ripe for that type of yeah. mockery. Yep. I think there's something, there's a systemic problem in this specific police department. Hmm. I we'll mean, when, that we'll case is comes building. So... Um, we should probably do some super chats before we, yes. And we got two, two topics and one is kind of multifaceted. So let's crank out a few super chats. Okay. Do you know Rush says, what do you get when you give Hitler a glow stick and a hit of ecstasy, a raving anti-Semite love you guys look forward to your show all week. Thank you. All right. I'll give it a rim shot. Raving anti-Semite. Someone in our comments was so pissed because they said that this is not actually called a rim shot. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, it, just the last part is the rim shot. Well, it's called rim shot. Like Google rim shot. Tell there me was somebody up. so angry in our comments from last week's show. Like these idiots need to stop calling this out. Rim. They're so stupid. Okay. Well, I'm going to Google rim shot. Mr. DJ fly high. Hey, Matt and blonde. It was my birthday yesterday, which is today at your end of town. My question is, what are your thoughts on the Kim Trump meeting and how will this meeting affect Trump? Uh, sticks is a good video about this, but, um, like he said earlier, uh, this one dimension, dimensionality, dimen, dimension, help me out here. This one dimension. One dim. We're I'll go stupid. with dimensionality. I don't think that that's a word, sound but right. we'll go, we'll go with it. Um, it, th that's what the media is trying to portray with Trump. And so this would actually really turn that around for people. This is going to make a huge impact on the general public's perception of Trump. I mean, I don't really think they're going to get anywhere. I'm still skeptical as to whether or not it's going to ha hmm. happen. I mean, do you think it's going to happen? Uh, do I think what, like real progress is, we're really stupid. Sorry. Do I think real progress is going to be made? Um, yeah. I he don't has know. Said, Probably um, not. Not at this meeting. Yeah. But I still think it's a good step forward. It's going to do a lot for his public approval. Um, um can I, can I pause real quick? Yeah. You Google rim shot as I've put up on the screen here. Uh, er, number one hit urban dictionary rim shot that badum ching you hear on a drum after a joke. Uh, if you don't believe urban dictionary, if that's too casual for you it's check out wikipedia a rim shot is a percussion technique used to produce an accented snare drum uh, backbeat this sound is produced by simultaneously hitting the rim and head of a drum presumably it's cut off oh. but uh yes and also the second video that pops up <laughs> is the sounder i use <laughs> so i will not be shamed yeah screw you comments guy um <laughs> alessandro cortara Recently looked up the origin of the name Donald. It comes from a Gaelic name, Dom, Dom Hall, Dom Nall, meaning hmm. world ruler or world wheel, wielder. Hmm. I guess he really is the chosen one. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Redica said, sending porn mags to the address. Yes. Sending steroids to the soy boy. Yes. Sending the SWAT team. No. Hmm. <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah, there are, there are better Light ways to troll guys. with that, with that address trolling. information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Philip J. Fry. Hey, Matt, I was curious if you were planning on having anyone from the actual alt-right on for a discussion, someone like Frame Game Radio, Alt Hypothesis, or Greg Johnson. Love your stuff. If you got recommendations for people, send me an email. I'll take a look. Frank Underwood, if swatting risks getting people killed, then the problem is useless. Then the problem is useless, poorly trained cops. I know there are gray areas, but the cop who killed the father a few months ago should go to jail. That was really, that was just so upsetting. That is, that was an interesting question too. I think we discussed at the time. I have a I have a huge amount of sympathy for that cop. I'm sorry. Anybody who puts somebody in a in a what is presumed to be an armed conflict. Granted, it looks like that cop didn't exercise the best of judgment. But what are you supposed to do, man? Like, what are you given the conditions that he was put under? Yeah, but the guy opened the door. He didn't know that there was going to be an entire SWAT team outside. Yeah, but that this cop is operating really under the assumption wrong. that it's like a hostage situation. The guy's armed. So as soon as and the guy reached for his waistband or whatever, that's why he got shot. So as soon as as soon as that weapon scenario is in play, it's you or him to I some degree. So. I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's, that was just so upsetting. Would, I, I, I don't know what the law says. Just me personally, I would not be in favor of that cop being charged. But maybe you disagree. I don't know. Well, I mean, there was no intent on the cops part, whereas there was with the person that called in the SWAT. Oh, yeah. I'm in favor of charges for the person who called it in. Absolutely. Harsh charges, um, but, but not the cop. 
AZ Archer says, here's some coinage for the shows I missed. Remember classy looking at you, Matt. I was having Ooh, a pretty thanks. good day until my trainer started playing NPR, but you guys are making up for it. Matt, have you seen <laughs> um, Rest in Peace Defense Round? I don't know. No, I'm not aware. I'll Google it right now. <laughs> we always have to Google all the references in Superjet. Ask them how to say words. We're done. Agent Flippy, internet shit posters like this make me nervous. I feel like they will keep pushing the boundaries to see what they can get away with and what kind of heat their actions attract. I think that's true, but I will say, like, I see a lot of restraint and appropriate force with 4chan, with the people from 4chan. Like these guys that I don't think people from 4chan ever really swat people or anything like that. I know it's like a large network of anonymous people and I can't really say anything on their behalf, but I don't really see that from them. This was just some three dumbass teenagers that were like, I just want to be in the news. This is uh, these are some crazy rounds that he was describing. It's like a copper hollow point that has it's the the shape of the round on these these bullets that he's describing. These are oh, a rounds. bullet. Got yeah, it. Well, yeah, it's uh, ammunition. Um, so a I've never seen these before. I've seen um, Hornady's, but not these. Ashar says, week three for your boy Shar. Next time I won't give you the pronunciation guide and Blonde will just have to remember it's with a soft sh like champagne. Fancy keep the great work, both of you. Let's <laughs> just do two more right now. Sure. Jacob Mai, after editing a vid I took while having the privilege of accompanying my dad on the honor flight, I have a new appreciation for the work y'all do. Here are some shekels for all that oh, work. Well, thank thank you. you, Jacob. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, last one for right now is from Brian G. Bill Maher hit his peak in 1989 classic Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Thanks hmm. for a fun show. I haven't seen that. Or yeah, I've not seen that is either. Is it a movie? Let me know in the live chat. All right. I'll get back to you fine folks in a little bit. Caesar, what are you doing? All right. So um, another sign of cultural decay in our country uh, Miss America no longer doing swim the, the pageant no longer doing swimsuits or evening gowns. What's going on? Oh, Caesar just knocked over my light. Sorry, guys. I was going to say, like, I saw some. I mean, it looks fine right now. Thanks, dude. You if guys... you want to get up and fix it, I'll keep doing the read. No, it's a whole thing. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so on Tuesday, the Miss America pageant under the leadership of former champion and Fox News personality Gretchen Carlson announced. There will be no more swimsuits. Duh. Didn't this also, start as a swimsuit competition? I don't know the history. But there will also be no more evening gowns or apparently beauty judgment of any kind. Says uh, Carlson, we will no longer judge our candidates on their outward physical appearance. Carlson says the new Miss America competition will be more inclusive of women of all size sizes. Additionally, it's no longer called a pageant. It's called a competition. What? So this is Gretchen Carlson being interviewed on um, on Access on NBC. Let's hear what uh, Gretchen Carlson has to say in um, just a preposterous interview. Let's hear it. That's the last we'll be seeing of that. After 97 years, the Miss America organization is scrapping the swimsuit competition. Physical appearance will no longer be a factor in judging the contestants. Miss America's board of directors chair in 1989, Miss America Gretchen Carlson joins me now to explain the sweeping change. Gretchen, welcome. And why is this the right time to make this change? Well, uh, because we need to catch up to 2018. And uh, we wanted year. to be more inclusive in our organization and be open and transparent with so many other young women who maybe wanted to be a part of this organization but didn't want to walk around but we're in high too heels ugly. and a swimsuit on stage. <laughs> we really need to catch up with time and, and with 
regard to how women have evolved in society, the same should be said for Miss America. You won the, the crown, crown back in 1989. To you, what does Miss America represent? I worked incredibly hard towards this goal. You know, I was a really serious violinist. I, I took time away from Stanford University and my studies to go home and really prepare intensely. Another sidebar, I had to get into shape because I had to put on the swimsuit and walk around yeah. in the high heels. And I knew that I had to do that in order to win. But now women don't have to feel like they have to do that. It will be about completely about the substance of this individual. And, mm. and I think that's that that's so going to attract so many more women who want to be a part of the program. And another Mom. change I think that's significant to note, you say more inclusivity, women of, of all shapes and sizes? Yeah, you don't have to be a perfect 10 to compete in the Miss America organization anymore. And, you know, I think a lot of people are saying it's about time. No, nobody's saying it's about time. Nope. Nobody said that. Miss USA isn't doing any of this crap, is it? I, I didn't know prior to this story. I assumed Miss USA and Miss America were the same thing. They're not. So no, don't disparage Miss USA, anybody out there. Well, I mean, it's just if people have to get a pageant fix, they're just going to go over to Miss USA. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the, that's uh, in addition to a lot of points I disagree on her speculation that this is going to attract more people. No, it's not because it's going to turn off legitimate pageant contestants. They're going to say, sorry, I'm out because I'm highly competitive in real pageants. I'll go do some other modeling or some other pageants. I'm not doing this. You're going to lose a lot of people. You're also going to lose a lot of the audience. And maybe you attract a handful of feminist frumps. But there's not going to be critical mass of them to come in nope. to participate. And nobody's going to watch it anyway. 90% yeah. of the people that watch this watch it for TNA. Let's be real. Sure. Come on. And then, you know, they're like, oh, this chick with, you know, nice cans and a nice ass can also play the violin. Sweet bonus. This idea that what is by design a competitive environment, she even says we're calling it a competition, not a pageant. It's a competition. Well, <laughs> Competitions are not inclusive. I know, by their very nature. Competitions are exclusive. And in this case, Miss America, you're, you're, it's, about, it's about that exclusivity. It's about fierce competition. Yeah. It is about being as close to the perfect beauty image as humanly possible. Exactly, yeah. I wonder if they're going to the like, what does it mean restrictions to, too. What does it mean to win unless there's fierce competition? It doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yep. Doesn't mean anything. Are we going to stack the NBA with a bunch of short Chinese men next? Yeah, inclusivity in all professional sports. Yeah. Because we want to we want to judge them on their whole person, not just their athletic ability. It's literally a beauty pageant. <sighs> and and Gretchen herself, I'm surprised to hear this coming from someone who herself had won the pageant. She said, you know, I worked incredibly hard toward this goal. Um would it have been better if you didn't, Gretchen? Doesn't it mean a lot to you because you worked so hard? And yes, She's like, I had to get in shape. It's like, yeah, bitch, because you had to compete with all these other foxes. Which means a lot. Yeah, yeah, you beat all the other foxes, as you say. Doesn't that mean something to you? And aren't you proud looking back and saying, yeah, I don't want to, I, I don't want to live that life anymore because I like eating pizza and I like, you know, sitting around watching movies and being lazy and I don't want to try to stay in shape like that anymore. But I'm really glad I did it at the time because being on top of my game was awesome. This is going to backfire spectacularly because it's going to be a bunch of pink haired fatties and then the hottest chick is still going to win. And if she doesn't, there's going to be massive outcry and everybody's going to be dumping all over. Do you remember when Miss Helsinki was like an ugly African chick? Everybody oh, yeah, was that like, was weird. Everybody was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be like that. People yeah. are going to be like, okay, I guess this is representative of the general population. What does she even mean? I guess she explains a little bit, but what does it mean? Like we got to catch up to the current year. Women have changed. 
okay. I mean, as you said, maybe they've gotten fatter. But why does um why does women changing culturally mean that the pageant has to change? Right. Isn't it supposed to be like the the highest of it's, it's not, not supposed, supposed to, be to be representative of our of the general right. population. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's supposed to be the the highest top tier of female beauty and youth that possibly can exist. Yeah. It's like you don't need, you know, your average dumpy chick. Very strange, but uh you don't need to be um you don't need to be a, a psychic to see how this is going to fail spectacularly. Yeah, but I kind of can't wait. It's, it's going to be hilarious to watch. Yeah. I mean, who changes Miss America so that they can, it can attract more women is, is the problem that you don't have enough people that want to be Miss America. I don't think that's really a problem. I don't think so either. I, I I'm most shocked to see this coming from someone, as I said, who previously won it. I would think she would have the perspective on yeah, what it she's means an old to lady win now. And so she's all about like yeah. equality. And this just seems like if Anita Sarkeesian were to take over or something, as yeah. opposed to someone who actually put in the work to make it happen. I'm very surprised. And and the other angle to remember, Gretchen Carlson left Fox News under the this whole Me Too situation, right? That she was That's right. That was she it was, Roger um what's his name? Ailes was it Ailes? I think that I might be or, wrong about that, but the guy who she, used to run Fox News or Fox, right? I forget. The names escape me. Yeah, I think um, she accused him. Let me know in the live chat if that's who I got she I got the Google machine. Um, and also remember, I believe, was it Miss America that the guy who was in charge of the pageant was also ousted because his emails leaked in which he called women, called a bunch of the contestants like fat cunts and stuff? Was that also Miss America? <laughs> that doesn't sound familiar to me. That's hilarious. Maybe I should Google Miss America fat cunts. Yeah, how Fox News women took down Roger Ailes. That was Roger Gretchen Ailes. Carlson of uh, September 2016. Um, was it Miss America... Doing research on the show while live is always a you know, know. good thing to do. Miss America, um, email, emails, email leaks. Uh, the Miss America emails, how the pageant CEO really talks. This from December 2017. So this I didn't whole even hear me- about this. Oh, yeah. His, his emails leaked and he was ousted because he called them a bunch of fat. Like, he, you know, a bunch of his emails here. So he's talking about contestants with some of his staff in 2014. Sam, I've already changed forevers to cunts. Does that work for you? He's talking to his assistant. Um, Sharon, I've once decided that when I'm referring to a woman who was once Miss America, we are no longer call them forever Miss Americans. Ah, we're going to call them cunts. So yeah, he was, he was laughing. <laughs> he was laughing uh, at the women in private emails, basically. How did these get leaked? Was it a stupid assistant I don't know who was the source, but this was the story back in December. So this whole Me Too stuff has really been um, surrounding not only not only Gretchen Carlson, but Miss, the, the pageant itself, Miss America pageant itself. I remember the, seeing the story at the time, and it's like, people are outraged that man who runs women's beauty contests has been judging women by their looks. You oh, know? my. Yeah, he used crude language, but it's his private emails. Like, who gives a shit? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Can we just let people have private conversations and say whatever they want? That used to be a sacred thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. Well. Now you're going to you, ruin my life with some tranny stuff, aren't you? Yeah, we could go to some real examples of female beauty. Because they didn't talk about trannies in this. When she was talking about inclusivity, I thought, come on, you're one step away from saying we're going to have the first Miss America with a penis. It. Do it. Miss America with a peen. I know that's what you want. <laughs> Do it. But she didn't say that. Oh, God. This is really depressing. But anyway, this, uh, of all the transgender stuff, because I, I ultimately don't care that much what you, or really at all, what you want to do in your own life. The transgender issues come around when you're trying to shape public policy, when you're trying to make pe- other people conform 
to the lifestyle that you're seeking to uphold, yeah. all this stuff. That's Th the thing about not caring what people do in their own yeah. lives. To me, this stuff, this like um, girls or a transgender bi biological males competing athletically against women, especially in a youth setting, is probably the worst manifestation of this. Uh, this it's kind of hilarious, though. This culture. Uh, okay, so the facts of the, the case here. On Monday, Connecticut had its state high school track and field championships, and Terry Miller and Andrea, or Andrea, I'm not sure, Yearwood took first and second place in the 100 meter. They're both biological boys. Miller set records in the 100 meter and 200 meter. Yearwood won the Class M sprint titles last year. Miller competed on the boys team during the winter season and then joined the girls competition. So as recently as a few months ago, this boy setting records in the girls competition was on the boys team. Oh he just God. changed now, you know, as a high schooler. So here is some, um, we have some footage of what the races actually looked like. This, this being from, uh, from Monday. Oh, there's Terry Miller. Oh, it's a record by this obvious man. Oh, that's fast enough to be the fastest ever. I can't believe oh it. God. Who could have foreseen it? Cut it out after the first one, but there's this girl that walks away and she just like side eyes this dude so hard. Oh, I must have missed it when I was editing this. Dang it. I mean, I would be so pissed if I had to compete with, you know, people with a dong. It's like, yeah, you're going to get totally smoked. Yeah. Now asked about, uh, so there was, there was questions asked by reporters to the CIAC. I'm not sure what that stands for, but I gather it's the Connecticut body that governs high school athletics. So asked about the two, asked about the girls who worked for years, who got knocked out of the finals. Remember place the, the, these two girls, these two boys advancing to the new England championships or beyond state. That's two spots that are denied to biological females who worked hard and earned it frankly so when asked about that um th uh, the executive director of the ciac this governing body of high school athletics in connecticut carissa niehoff she says we do feel for them uh fully agree it doesn't feel good the optic isn't good but we really have to look at the bigger issues that speak to civil rights and the fact that this is high school sports what does that even mean you, that, it means they the don't want to get issues. sued for gender discrimination and their pussies that's what yeah that and means. that's that's the problem i don't know what the standing is i know that that under the obama administration they expanded title nine to include these transgender issues but that's oh that's the perversion is because you title nine people that are unfamiliar you got to provide under title nine federal law you got to provide men and women equal opportunity in public accommodations in an educational setting. So if you're going to have boys football, you don't necessarily have to have girls football, but you give them girls volleyball or something. There's got to be a, a match for match sport for sport activity for activity. And um, because it's a public accommodation, that's something I am generally in favor of. I, I'm in favor of that equal opportunity. And the whole point is that 
if it's just if it's just like a profitability thing, an attendance thing, of course more people are going to go to football than they're going to go to like girls volleyball or something like that. There's more popular events, but you still want to give girls the opportunity to have activities and to have sports and to do well. So the whole point behind the federal law is to empower girls with opportunity. And it's now the same law that is being used to deny two girls who worked really hard to be competitive at the state meet, a chance to go to the new England regional meet. They're not going to go because two people with penises and testosterone beat them out. Come on. You don't think this is kind of funny. Feminists did this and now they're going to cannibalize. It's like because of their stupid obsession with equality. Now being a woman doesn't mean shit in any yeah. of the events they treasured. It's hilarious. It's so how funny. You, how do you do that? I gather these are minors, okay? I don't, I don't, I, I want to qualify that. But how do you feel good as a person knowing that you've got male parts between your legs, that you are not a girl and you just beat girls in the race and you're going to take their spots at the regional championship? Because everybody around you is telling you how brave and accomplished Ugh. you are. Just if you surround yourself with sycophants, you can convince yourself of basically anything. This is where I have to draw a line here as somebody... You know, as I've said, I always try to uphold the principle that you should be able to live how you want as long as you're not harming me. You are harming someone here in this case, though. That is that is a direct harm to these yeah. girls who won't be able to compete. You are harming. You be a transgender person all you want. I don't care. But you have to draw a line at, especially in school sports, boys compete with boys and girls compete with girls. That's just the way it has to be. Or don't compete. Sorry. Yeah, you can choose, that, you can choose tranny or track. Slope fallacy. I mean, this was all very yeah. predictable once we saw the rise of transgenderism because, uh, you know, men have unfavorable conditions. It's, it's better, easier to be a woman. Uh, so obviously, given the opportunity, we're going to see some men choose to be women. Like these men, they could never compete with other men. How mad would you be as a parent, you know? Uh, I'd be furious. I'd write a letter. I'd write a stern letter. I'd attend a school board meeting, yeah. I think. I want to know, I should look more into the legality of this. I wonder, is it mostly to blame on the decision of these local people like Carissa Niehoff, who's quoted here, or is this, um, is this something that they are federally required to do now? I think they're like who, who's to blame. To okay. Or there is, or it's just preemptive because they're, they're afraid of a lawsuit. I want to know who to blame on this. Cause someone's got to be blamed. This is absolutely wrong. Yeah. This can't stand. Yeah, this can't is. continue. Well, I mean like at the legal level, like who's responsible at the legal level. We saw this at the Olympics this year, right? Uh, I don't think they allow it at the Olympics, no. But I think I think people tried. I think there was an effort. Um, let me know in the live chat. Wasn't there some track person with a dong that was like smoking all the broads? I, Maybe in the fairly, qualifiers or something. Not at the actual Olympics, was there? I don't know. Was it in the Olympics? Let me know, guys. Hmm. We know things on this show. But yeah, the idea that, that feminism, I mean, the perversion of Title IX, the perversion of feminism, such that feminism is now actively denying women opportunity, how twisted Pastor that. Semenya, was that it? Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's new to me. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I, I've said all I can say on this. this is, we got we to gotta get this one sorted out. This is bad. <sighs> speaking of, um, speaking of, of the bad. kids, speaking of the kids and gender issues, things like that, the public library in St. Paul, Minnesota is now taking a lot of heat. <sighs> Tell me because, about it. Because, uh, oh, where'd my story go? Hold on. So the public library in St. Paul, Minnesota is going to host three drag queen story hours for all ages this summer. Uh, the 
you can see there's a picture of one such event here in the in the story. Uh, definitely all ages. This little girl looks like she's three or four participating in this. Uh, the company handling this event for the library is Flip Phone Events, which offers a number of drag services typically for those over the age of 18. These story hours will feature men dressed as women reading to kids scheduled for June 11th, June 16th, and July 11th. Says the organization's website, Drag Queen Story Hours have taken off at liberal libraries in various parts of the country as a way to introduce children to transgenderism and the LGBT world. It gives kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models. In spaces like this, kids are able to see people who defy rigid gender restrictions and imagine a world where people can present as they wish, where dress up is real. Why? And uh, as you can expect, there's a lot of social media pushback, a lot of pushback at the library on this. One op-ed in the local city pages under the title, despite the squawking, the St. Paul library's drag store hours must go on and makes a case in favor of it. I found the the closing to be the worst part of this. Um, Performer Sasha Cassidine says the queer and trans community came out in spades when they saw the hateful stuff online, flooding the post with positive messages. They were excited to see the performance and, the performances and proud of the St. Paul library for hosting. Still, it hurts his soul to see people who don't know him calling him a pedo. We're just, (laughs) we're just artists, honey. He says, we want to express ourselves a little differently. And then the author closes by saying, and it's not like parents are being forced to attend with their children. They can always stay home and let everyone else have fun. Well, a couple things. First off, harming children is not really a live and let live thing uh, as a society. But second off, this is a public library. Okay. You have taken my money, our money, to make this happen. So it is not just simply you doing whatever you want in your own home. It's you using public resources to to. I can't. I feel like I. I feel like I've somehow become like a 1990s evangelical, like televangelist or something. Where I'm like, how dare you pervert the children? You well, sick of? I but, know. But like, where are we going to draw the line here? This is not yeah. normal behavior. Can you imagine dropping somebody from the 17th century in this timeline? They'd be like, what the hell is happening? What, what, how did this, it's just baffling to me how bad this has gotten, even in the last few decades. Like, you know, we're both 30. I don't remember any of this shit. There was not a single tranny at my high school. Not one. And I went to a no. giant high school. And I, even when I was in college, I don't really recall any. And I went to a left-wing liberal arts college on the West Coast, you know? Uh, and there were, I mean, it was definitely overrepresented in the lesbian demographic. Let me tell you yeah, that. Yeah, but this is a new but, phenomenon. We're not going to act like this is some kind of evolutionary response. It's from natural occurrence. This is like clearly cultural. It's clearly societal. Oh, yeah. You know, and it behooves us to look at why. I'm not just going to accept everything that everybody puts in front of my face and be like, oh, that's pretty. There's a certain trendiness to it. And part of it is encouragement on the part of adults and and the indoctrination of youth. When you think about increasing rates of transgenderism among youth and high school kids and stuff, a lot of the advocates of this will say, well, it's because of increased comfort with coming out. I don't think so. I think it's just increased indoctrination to make people believe this is a thing. It's um. It's not about hating anyone's gender identity from my perspective or even how you want to dress. It's it's with the trans stuff. It's making me uphold delusions. Live how you want. Of course, do whatever you want in your own house, of course. But you're making me uphold a delusion to the extent that boys with penises and testosterone are now setting records in girls racing events. Yeah. I am not going to uphold that delusion. I'm under no obligation to. And in the meantime, we're being told constantly that we're alt-right Nazis 
and that we're living life incorrectly because we do normal things. It's insanity. And this I just, insanity. and all I'm saying is, I, to, all I'm saying and all anyone is saying, I think is the old Helen Lovejoy bit from the Simpsons of won't somebody please think of the children. I don't want like playboy hour for kids at the local library either. Yeah. Can we just leave kids to their innocence? Yeah. Please. You only have like a little time in your life before you, you just, the weight of the world crushes down on you. Just yeah. let, let kids not have to worry about things like sex or like confusing older pedophiles dressed up like women. Like yeah. what the f and I, I remember growing up and don't, I don't know. I mean, I assume it's probably the same for boys and girls, but don't you remember how confusing it was to go through puberty and grow up and like just kind of be freaking out about the way that you're changing and the, how emotional you feel and, and just everything's crazy in your mind when you pollute that state with like gender confusion and yeah. like, like I already, I remember just feeling like I was kind of in a chaotic place. And if somebody had polluted my mind with, well, Matt, maybe that's because you're actually a girl or some such nonsense. That's a time where you're, you're kind of ripe for people exploiting you to believe things yeah. that are just plainly insane. And this is, this is an example. Like just, just let the kids be kids. You could be Matina right now. <laughs> Thankfully not. Thankfully not. I think it would be Madeline though. Maddie. Oh, yeah. Maddie. That's better. Damn. Really off my game yeah. today. I'm sorry. But uh, but for the love of God, man, I, I I don't know how I've become Helen Lovejoy on these issues. But because I don't I've been see... pushed, I've been pushed here. I was yeah. really open to like hearing the left out until I was like, oh, you're in encroaching on my life too much. Well, there's one more piece of information for you because along this theme, yeah, I I've see got... surprise cringe in the notes. Is there more lactatia shit? I swear. no, it's not lactatia. It is not lactatia. No, but right. it is um drag. Drag a drag issue that's potentially related to children. So let's let's check this out. This on Twitter this week. Uh, this from Netflix. They're here. They're queer, and they're going to save the world. Super drags. A new animated series coming soon. Don't worry. It's only thirty seconds. Oh my god. The trailer. Super drags. Oh my god. <laughs> Am I gonna have to monitor every single piece of media that my kid consumes? Mm -hmm. Indeed. So this is a uh, this is a cartoon and it's super it's called Super Drags, as you saw. Cartoon follows uh -huh. three department store workers who have to deal with their uptight boss by day. But by night, transform into superhero drag queens ready to combat shade and rescue the world's glitter from evil villains. Not much, not much else is known about the project right now, including uh, a lot of people have been asking as I've been going back and forth with people on Twitter about this. The degree to which this is or is not intended for children, that is unknown. But it it's seems... It's a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be in the kids section of Netflix, but... It looks like it's got the uh, cartoony figures and the, the bright colors that are attractive to that sort of demographic. I'm going to be a hover parent. Yeah. This is not what yeah. I wanted, you know? Ideally, you can, you know, kind of set your kid free to some degree, like in the 50s when they would let you ride your bike all around the city and everything like that, or all yeah. around the, the suburb, wherever you live. But, like, I don't think parents can do that anymore. I think that you have to watch everything your kid does, like a hawk. 
I would, uh, I have not seen from Netflix, maybe they've put out a statement. My biggest question is who is the target demographic? When you had this idea pitched to you at Netflix Tweens, head- I bet. headquarters, who was the target demographic for, for this particular project? I'm amazed that this guy, again, an example of this show is not going to get it's not going to get watched. It's going to be it's it's going to be a loss for Netflix. They're not going to pull in new subscribers because of this. I, I mean, it didn't seem like an adult cartoon, like South Park or something, you know. Well, I mean, it had a giant rack and, you know, a shapely ass. That's so, true. <laughs> I don't know. But uh but I this is another example of I can't believe anyone at Netflix was persuaded that this is going to be a profitable endeavor. I'm left to assume that yet again Somebody in corporate power, like at MTV News or at Mike or elsewhere, has said, we care about the propaganda more than we care about the bottom line, which is... Um, While I'm closing out hmm. reading Super Chats, will you find out if a woman was behind this? I, there's, I looked it up. There's not much more information, although there was a studio behind it. So we can close out with Super Chat. I will see what I can learn. What is the name of the studio? It was, it's Brazilian, I believe. Netflix, I got the story I was reading. Uh, this it comes from a stu- a Brazilian a Brazil based combo studio. Uh, but the site Cosmo Nerd. It's so I guess the company is called Cosmo Nerd. I need some people's names so I can make judgments yeah. about this. Uh, Cosmo Nerd. It's a Brazilian. I can't read it because a lot of it's in Brazilian. Mm. But yes, it's it's from this Brazilian company called Cosmo Nerd. That's all I can tell you. Well, that country's doing terribly. So, hmm. it, why? What's going on with Brazil? I thought it was Venezuela that sucks. <laughs> no, Brazil's doing really. Bad. They yeah, had they a suck too. diversity initiative, and then their country hmm. basically fell apart. Hmm. Um, all right, do you want to? I, That's I all feel the drag sufficiently and depleted, stuff I and I hate humanity. <laughs> so that must mean the show's over. Yeah. It's time to bring a child into this world, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian O'Brien, O'Brien. Hmm. I thought it looks like O'Brien, but it's not. Um, Mars comments echo those who pray for failure with North Korea summit despite Trump. But don't we hope for the collapse of all fake news rags just to watch the fallout, or is that false equivalence? I think it's a false equivalence because Trump doesn't really deserve it, but um, but fake news does. I mean, they've been perpetrating these massive lies to indoctrinate the general the general public for decades and decades yeah and and i'm not hoping some retribution i'm not hoping for bad things to fall upon the general public i'm hoping for bad things to fall upon specific individuals or entities who deserve it i think there's a big difference like i would never it's kind of like saying um i hope that everyone in america I don't know that we have an economic collapse so that everyone's poor and they canceled their New York times subscriptions because they don't have the money. Like, yeah, they've hurt the New York times who I tend to have some disagreements with, but I, I'm not going to hope for uninvolved, innocent people to be harmed as a means to achieve my ends. That's maybe that's not a perfect analogy, but you get what I'm saying? Like you, you, there's no specific target in Mars claim. He just wants people to suffer such that his political ends will be met. met, Yeah. Yeah. Um, they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Um, Agent Flippy says... Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I say in Brazilian? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry. In Portuguese. Said some thank you. stuff on this show. Yeah, you thank you. Have yeah. to, he, he told you at yeah. the top of the show that he had the lesbian cocktail, the cliff diver cocktail before he yeah. got on here. Um, Agent Flippy, I genuinely don't care where this mindset of Trump is an out-of-control dictator comes from. Can you all, or anyone for that matter, explain this mindset to me, please? You're an idiot, Mar. Um, hmm. I don't know that they really believe it, but um, they just couldn't believe that a, a right-wing outsider has enough public attention 
and public support that he was able to get this position. So I think that the only way they can do it this successfully is to spin it like he's just Hitler. At yeah, least and think. that's been their that's been their game since day one. And once you do that, you can't give them credit for anything because Hitler can't do anything right. That's the stance you took. Um, Redica says Mar thinks Trump would end the democracy. Bill and Hillary were selling favors and pardons. Hillary fucked the Middle East and would have raised taxes and regulations. How would we be better and should be in better shape? I know, right? The hypocrisy and the lack of self-awareness. But what can you expect mm. from Lamar? Chicago conservative blonde saying people die in a recession is a vast overstatement and the same as other leftist exaggerations that we rip on. Come on, bro. I, I think that's totally true. People can't afford health care when the economy is doing, doing worse. And so they won't go in for ailments that they otherwise would go in for. I'm not yeah, saying think, it kills um, people like indiscriminately, like they're going to be bodies in the street or anything, but it causes a poor quality of life. It causes, causes hardship for problems. sure. And hardship does, it's, does. I think what he's job. getting at is more like the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders line where they're like, if my policy doesn't come into place, people will die. That's not people, what I, Hey, that's not what I fucking said. Yeah, that's not, ex, it's not exactly the same as what you're Don't saying. Don't misrepresent what uh, I said. Starboy said, Matt, you're overthinking but, the Dems in 18 talking about white privilege when 40% of Americans can't handle a $400 emergency is tone deaf. What? When did I talk about white privilege? What? Talking about white privilege when 40% of Americans can't handle it. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't even know what you're referring to. I don't, I don't, I don't, you want to talk about tone deaf. The democratic party is tone deaf. Go ahead and vote for him all you want, bro. Whatever. Uh, David Alexander, Mar hates Trump because he is the left wing mirror of Trump. Loud New Yorker with terrible hair. I think that's basically all they have. Uh, Charlene. Hey Matt, check out the UK's first down syndrome drag race. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Uh, Redicus, it's the square and compass symbol. The Illuminati is sending pictures to Congresswomen. Uh, Albertus Magnus, Bill Maher is not as brilliant as he pretends, nor as stupid as he sounds. He is an egotist who relishes the mindless sycophancy of his audience. Bill Maher is not worth my time. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, he is way smarter than he thinks. He's probably of average intelligence. Boogeyman917 says, gay. <laughs> A cuckoo uh, star. I, I don't have it handy. Sorry. Oh, here you go. I'll just keep going. Hey, did you see Trudeau's eyebrow try to escape from his face this weekend? In addition to your 2018 Democrats losing bit, think of this weekend Trudeau cringe bit. It's always something with him. Yeah. So what is the accusation that he had fake eyebrows glued on his face and it was what? That's what I've. That's my understanding, but I've not looked into this. That's what I saw circulating Twitter that he had eyebrows glued on that were falling off. Huh. That doesn't sound true, but I didn't hear about this. I'm not on Twitter, so yeah. Um, I'm not. That's my understanding. I might. Maybe I'm getting getting it wrong. You can look it up while I'm super chat. We got a bunch. Yeah. Uh, The Good Wolf Blonde. Your video. The price of freedom in the state of UK and the state of the UK was one of the most powerful and comprehensive yet concise videos I've seen in a long time. It was simply amazing and spot on. Keep it up. Thank you. What a very very kind compliment. I I yeah. I could tell you cared a lot in in making that video for sure. Yeah, I was really pissed. My videos are always better when I'm seething when I'm writing the script. Um, yeah, here's the article in the Daily Caller. What is going on with Justin Trudeau's eyebrow? Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron and Trudeau addressed reporters at the summit. Trudeau trashed the United States for implementing new meta tariffs. Twitter users, po- Twitter users pointed out during his his um, speech, it looked like he may have been losing a fake eyebrow. So you'll have to check Twitter and judge for yourself. Oh, God. Richard McLaughlin, why the left sees Trump as anti-gay, lefties secretly believe that there's something intrinsically pathological for which there's strong evidence of the behavior and project that belief onto Trump. Ah, interesting. Hmm. Uh, Martin Van Nostrand is saying Down Syndrome Drag Night is real. Look it up. 
Huh. Down syndrome drag night. So I got another oh, thing geez. to search here. Uh, Joel Dykeman says, Madalino doth protest against Trump too much. Sounds like he wants to play a game of hide the pickle. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Drag syndrome inside the UK's first Down syndrome drag night. Yeah, it's on ITV. This looks like a thing. It's recent too, four days ago. Albertus Magnus 44. I thought everyone found Matt through Blonde's YouTube channel. I did. Now a fan <laughs> for life for both. Well, of thanks. You. thanks, dude. Um, I can't make jokes about the images on this article on ITV about Down Too syndrome edgy. drag. But I will say, just go ahead and give it a Google and take a look if you're interested in the imagery. Oh, not not you, just the audience generally. I'm, I'm out of juice. I have nothing left yeah. for humanity. Kevin Smith says, people like to make fun of Trump's hair, but Trudeau wears fake eyebrows. Ah, this is a thing. John Martin says, small coin today, but I joined your Patreon this week, so come to lie, you'll be ruling in it. Love the show. Absolutely the best. Never been a better show. The best, really. Absolutely. Ooh, Way well, better than that you. Shapiro guy. Woo. Uh, That's all we aim for being I better can't, than Yeah, I can't. Uh, uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Redica said, is the kid shirt wasn't an orange charger with a Confederate flag top. Also, how much is the betting pool for that kid having no dad and the mother's hair being a hair hat? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, this is a single motherhood situation. Uh, Nick, we have not heard. Yeah, that no information about the kid's dad. Nick says, Nick, I bet he's not around. Um, thank you. Uh, who Negan? I'm, I have some problems with some Asian last names. Hi. Oh, is it is it like the Win last name? Yeah. N-G-U-Y, that kind of last name? Hi, Nian. Am I saying this oh, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, dude. I just butcher people. might be name. Vietnamese. Sometimes those are really tough. For Blonde's Leg Recovery Fund. Uh, <laughs> also, I found the video confirming Matt does push-ups like a boss. Search for punching uh, bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The punching bag, uh, the punching bag man Thank video you. is classic. The guy who trains in his basement with kettlebells. He deleted his whole channel, though, after that. That was Aww. a good back and forth with that guy. Evil Zombie Toe. Missed the beginning, so I apologize if you covered it already. Have you seen that in addition to protesting Tommy Robbins' arrest, there are going to be protests at the Saudi embassy in England? Really? Who's they? Um, I mean, Being I watched a millennials video on this today and it looked like thousands of soccer hooligans. It was hilarious. Oh, good, good. I'm glad to see some pushback. We yeah, need to get some you. movement going in the UK. Um, big LC, Matt and I once made love in a Madalino campaign video. Madalino pointed <laughs> at us and said, take that Trump. Matt pointed at Madalino and said, this is how the Democrats lose in 2008. <laughs> okay, faggot, what's next? <laughs> Josh Han, none of his actions justified the beating, and you're right. They were being spiteful. All six need to be fired and arrested for assault. Hmm. Um, AIM says, half Mexican, build the wall, sick of leftists putting me in a box. Apparently, I'm a fake Mexican because real Mexicans can't be conservative. Screw you. I'll make my husband sandwiches, and I like it. I like your style. I always thought I, I'd have to look at the you know polling and stuff more more thoroughly but i always thought there was a, a fair amount of conservative culture within hispanic community particularly legal immigrants but there's a lot of catholicism at least yeah they, they're predominantly catholic yeah but so they, they still are mostly left yeah i mean I, I wonder what the i'm sure there's a study out there i'd like to see a split on the political viewpoints of the legal versus illegal immigrants of hispanic descent i wonder yeah. what the differences are uh zelix says thanks for always showing up matt and blonde yep that's about all we do <laughs> even that's if about we think brazilians speak brazilian we will always be here dimensionality i'm gonna blame i'm saying? gonna blame benadryl on that if I, if you can blame cliff diving on benadryl you can certainly blame <laughs> speaking brazilian on it 
Yep. Uh, Constine's commentary on the bright side will help cut back on the thoughtery, but it also be, but, but also being spearheaded by, by the bitter feminists. I'm very, very conflicted right now. Talking about the pageant issue? Uh, no, I think he's talking about the... Um... Oh, yeah, he must be. I thought he was talking about the uh, track thing. Oh, yeah, I think he's talking track about the pageant. Track thing. You cut know back on the thoughtery. T-H-O-T-T-E-R-Y? Or is there one t, one t or two? There's two T's. Uh, two Frank Underwood says the cop is part of a SWAT team and is wearing body armor. They at least have to see a gun-like item. Kind of maybe reaching for the waist is not a reason to fire. Cops must accept some ri- some risk they signed up. That's definitely true. Yeah. I guess, but I I I mean I'm not I'm not saying good job cop, but man, I'm I'm very sympathetic to the scenario. It's a scenario that did not have to exist at all. You know. Redicus says, I agree with Nicole Arbor's thoughts on this. They're show ponies. Just let them do their thing. Also, it started in Atlantic City, if that tells you anything. Hmm. She was on Crowder. Yeah, I know. I did I did tune in for a little bit, but uh, I, it's, it it's was a little too much. It's a little too much personality for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, this is too much Nicole Arbor. Like I, I can deal with you in five minute increments. Hmm. Her boobs look good though. Um Benjamin Abrams says, Gretchen Sidemouth thinks she needs to catch up up to the times. Time already caught up with her. Hello, wall repeal the nineteenth. Hmm. Wow. She's in her like fifties, dude. It's not so bad. Um, John Martin, Miss America 2.0. Let's see their SAT scores. Should be good for a laugh. Let me reload this. Oh boy. Uh oh. Think of something. Says, hey guys, Sam Live. That's you. <laughs> That's you reloading the page. <laughs> I know. All right. Think of something, Samwise, uh, at Owen STSL on Twitter. Occurred to me that I haven't donated yet because I was poor, but now everything is going great. Thanks oh, well, to the quality to listening material. So happy for all of your success. Thanks Thank for you. tuning in. Um, then we have AZ Archer. RIP stands for Rapidly Invasive Projectile Fire. And forgot you hot someone with one, shot someone. That must be what that meant. Uh, um, but I'm really good at deciphering using comments. Yes. Uh, so they won't be able to get back up. Yikes. Um, I just always assume when I see RIP that it's rest in peace. I was like, yeah. what, what does this yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh, Philbert, 53 Rogers, tolerance is a virtue of a, dire, of a dying society. Couldn't agree more. Jacob, my former Marine who served uh, in Iwo Jima said that if he would pick up the rifle again, it would be a Japanese Nambu machine gun. Weird weapon of hmm. the day. FYI, if this was World War II, if you didn't know. I Let me look it up real quick. Um, is that the... Um, keep going, Japanese keep going. Nambu machine gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mithroth, no note. Thank you. I Albert should know it from my Call of Duty experience. Yeah, it's got the top loading magazine. Those are cool. What was that hand gesture? Just one more time. It's a it's a top loading magazine. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's how you reload it. Yeah, you you reload it all day, don't you? Yeah. Albertus Magnus forty four drag queens and libraries is not indoctrination. It's recruitment. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Emma Peterson abroad. The debate about whether we should fight fire with fire is something that I'm seeing at work. If you compromise morals to win, is that really a win? Where does it stop? Uh, won't they Maybe win? Maybe not. That might be fake news. I think this first image on, sorry. I think with, this first gun image I got on Google is a bad one. Keep um, with all due respect, Emma, that is a female perspective. You are only going to win against people that use dirty tactics by employing their tactics. And as far as the journalists go with the doxing, um, these people need to rue the day that they decided. I don't decided. know, man. They there, need to rue the day that they decided that nobody else's voice mattered and they could lie indiscriminately about all of us and try to ruin our lives. Their lives need to be destroyed. I don't give a shit you, what happens to Jared Holt. But if Luke you compromise O'Brien. your principles, what's left to uphold? What what principle am I breaking by trying to destroy somebody that's trying to destroy me? I'm just being the, protective of myself. 
I'm not going to let somebody destroy me so I can stand here with my principles and feel good about myself. That's just virtue signaling. Did your mom teach you that two wrongs do make a right? Yes. Okay. Well, your mom's wrong. <laughs> Is she though? Is she? Fuck these I've heard journalists. You say, I've heard, I don't care what happens to them. Keep going. Keep going. Um, this is going to be a million hour show if we don't wrap it up. Dangerous spaces. Sorry, I shouldn't have pulled the, the woman card on you, Emma. That was that was mean. <laughs> like this is a female perspective. Yeah. yeah Dangerous yeah. spaces. Andrew Garfield just said we should bake a cake for everyone who wants one when accepting his award, the Tony Award. Oh God, was that tonight? He's bisexual and he dated Emma Stone for like three years. I'm like that just means you're gay, bro. Yeah, um, probably. What the fuck are the Tony Awards? Isn't that uh, is that the one for like Broadway plays? I think. Come on. I think so. Ugh. I'll consult the Google once more. A big donation from Maria Jameson. Blonde, you should start saving for an M. Night Shyamalan, the village type setup so your kids can have a normalish life. Here's some shekels to start. Mm. Thank you. And it is Broadway plays. That is Confirmed. so super gay. <laughs> Although we are going to see Book of Mormon when we're in New York, ah. which I have already seen. Um, Publius says Matt Elder Scrolls six announced. I've never been a big, uh, I've never been into Elder Scrolls and honestly I'm, I, it's weird. I thought Skyrim was super boring. I can't even play it. I got the remaster. Can't even play it. Not, not my game. And I like RPGs, but I just, I, I don't know why I don't have a good reason. I just think they're boring. Um, we're Sorry. good. This was a show that I thought would never end. And now <laughs> I'm immediately going to go to sleep cause it's eight 30 and still light outside. <sighs> yeah. And I got to pee. So we'll we'll round it out there. Great Thank show. you to our super chatters uh, for supporting the show. Thank you to our live chatters for um, keeping us informed when we get uh, factual items incorrect, like the language of Brazil and other things like that. Appreciate all of you very much for tuning in. If you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show, some other interviews, extra stuff you might not find on YouTube. You can get all that if you need more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. All linked in the description for you. And you can always email us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday. Hopefully, I'll be less medicated and less allergic, a little more energetic and keen on the languages of the world. <laughs> but until then, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press, it is Beauty and the Beta. If it's Sunday, that is, of course. We'll see you then. Bye.